Hello and welcome to this episode 47 of the Northern Invasion podcast. Um, there's been no episode since March. This is the first time I've just looked at my machine since the 15th of March when we were last on here. Uh, so it's been a little while. Um, I've heard heard talk that, that Scott is buried beneath his horde. He's, he's, uh, he's trapped beneath his, his wee men, so he's desperately awaiting phase two, or it might even be phase three of the uh, the COVID exit strategy, I think, um, <laughs> so somebody can turn up and free him. Uh, Nathan's away teaching his new child all about strategy. So um, <laughs> I'm joined today by Mr. Liam Watt. Hello. And the, Mr. Lisbot, uh, JP. Hey. <laughs> okay, so so thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's hard, I suppose, to remain committed uh, or enthusiastic when there's no events or gaming clubs going on. Oh, um, well, no, don't lose anymore. <laughs> well, there is that. My uh, my uh, my win ratio is staying staying constant, so that's good. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I've realised how how much uh, how important the social side of all this is to me. Uh, when I first started. I'd, I'd built just stuff for like years and I used a tournament as an excuse to finish painting things as a bit of a prompt and then things seem to have flipped on the head so uh yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to us getting to something closer to normal so that I can start re-engaging with the hobby prep uh, properly uh and I think uh real life is obviously this, this stuff going on so uh so so Nathan and Scott aren't with us at the moment but but uh we have we have a, an exceptional an exceptional pairing joining me so thank you very much uh, so so hang on before we get started then uh at the beginning of this lockdown thing which I think started three days after our last chat JP oh, nice. um, everybody was raving about writing novels uh learning to play <laughs> instruments uh painting up lockdown armies but I think looking at my own personal chats and things, it soon seemed to descend into people just trying to remember to wash themselves. <laughs> so, so I don't know, have either of you picked up any new life skills or accomplished something wondrous over the last 10 weeks or whatever it's been? Uh, man, for me, my life has gotten so much better. I've like I've lost some weight. I've started drawing. I don't own any unpainted Warhammer anymore. Uh, I've just started playing. Told- you yeah, well, I actually I, I sold all the stuff that I wasn't going to paint just before lockdown, yeah. like unrelated. And then I just had like a bunch of like oh, this single model and this hero and stuff like that. So I painted all that. I, I love it. Turns out that just being locked inside all the time is what computer people want. So there you go. <laughs> oh. Well, have you picked up any life skills though? Drawing? No, 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 you say? No. Yeah, a little bit of drawing. I don't know if that counts as a life skill. Yeah, well, you know. It's, and definitely it's... continuing to forget to wash myself is also. <laughs> well, you've also, you've, yeah. you've got somebody that you're living with, I suppose, who will remind you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you start to smell. What What about yourself, Liam? What have you been up to? Just trying to survive, is it? It's uh, <laughs> hard. Uh, working from home uh, a lot different than office. Uh, when you're expected to do the same as you would in the office sort of thing is yeah that's fine. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of making it hard obviously i was doing uh the uh ko for yourself ah, just yeah. got put on the back burner just because sitting at a desk for nine mm-hmm. hours a day working didn't really want to then sit for another four hours two four hours painting so i'm slowly derling through it now uh, yeah just uh, a lot of magic arena uh, yeah, that's kind of, nice, yeah. 
an easy, as you say, it's a, an easy buzz, is it? It's an easy comfort of just, oh, it's a win sort of thing, and or you're collecting, you're doing whatever you want. It's a lot harder, I think, like you say, with the hobby, is painting. If you're, let's be honest, like our group are quite, like we do like the hobby side, but you're the gaming side is what pushes it more so you, yeah like you say you paint towards an event you build a new army because everyone's talking about it but even right now no one's talking about armies because yeah. there's there's no games happening there's no uh like obviously the everyone's talking about the general's handbook coming out and you're like well there's a point yeah, yeah we can't even it, play we're not, we're not it's, play. it's not even just that it plays it means that they've changed points based on no, nothing because there's been nothing to change like any of the books that came out even in like December and that you can't even say Slaves to Darkness even had a long window because two and a half months three months is not a long enough window to base this no. off of but also no. I think a big thing for hobby is like I feel like they're like the fun parts of hobby are you're like oh because there's new army you know and I'm gonna paint you know my new keeper of secrets and that's awesome and then I also have to paint 90 demonettes which yeah. is maybe not fun. And, like, that's the stuff you're not going to do. That's the stuff that yeah. I feel like you need a tournament to push you to do to your deadline. Like, yeah. I like I enjoy painting, like, these heroes that I had lying around the house. I, do, I, I, w- I don't think the, it's a fun hobby thing to be like, oh, I'll paint 90 Bestigors or something. I was like, I was uh, I was looking to play Kevin. Uh, we played some Garden Hammer on Saturday. <laughs> and it's like I was playing, uh, I've obviously purchased, I, I sold my OBR. And I'm now on to uh, Magikin again. And it's just like summoning with that army makes so much more sense. Being able to summon one unit, maybe two per game, is totally fine. But when you're able to summon more than sometimes you start with on the table, that's just where the issues are in this game. When they went free summoning, I think they kind of just went off on it a bit too heavy. Yeah. It was uh, rather than being like a, a part of an army's build, it's a crutch for a lot of armies. Like, remember, for a long enough, like, you could just play a fleshier Quartz army with, like, f- five Terrorgeists, because you're like, it's all right, I'll summon on the bodies that hold objectives, which... Yeah, that's, I've been playing that list now, and you you can't fit even really one arch region in it, and the thing yeah. that you... But, like, that's why they changed the points, right, I guess, but I think right now summoning is pretty much in check, right? Death is the biggest abuser. Well, Zinch doesn't... Pre- when I I played I abused change host for uh, a little while and but even that new allegiance of ascendance or whatever oh it is, yeah that, yeah yeah and gone the summoner still summon a unit that's worth more points than what he is, is... that 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 might change that that strikes me as the sort of thing where they were like um th- that there's maybe yeah. other stuff that was in the pipeline for after the Zinch book came out and now we haven't seen it yeah that's it like, like you say yeah that's a whole problem that's what I'm saying if they change points in the general's handbook based on what has happened. Like, again, points will be in the general's handbook for, because it happened last year, the Luminef and that will be in it, and people will then know if they want to pre-order the Luminef or not sort of thing and things like that. Because they'll be like, well, that's 700 points for a a bull mountain. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, things like that. Or, again, that's, I think that's what, like like you say, under magnifying glass, that that battle report leak of what the Luminef could do with Teclis just automatically puts people in a bad a bad place because it's like well, well that's I mental part, i think part of the issue as well is like w- like war gamers, yeah war game like 
I I feel like people go to events. Everybody has a really good time almost like entirely. You know, maybe you have one bad game because of your opponent. You get unlucky. You have a terrible matchup, something like that. But in the WhatsApps and like in social media, people can like have these like these breeding pools for both negativity and positive uh, like hype. And I think like when something like they see that battle report. And there's obviously strong stuff going on because it's a cool, it's a battle report about a cool new army. It, mm. Like without anyone actually playing any games or seeing the usual schedule of development, it it can be hard to to like to have like a rational counterpoint to that, you know. So well, that's why I'm on the other side. I don't like the Warhammer community pages. I don't like them going. Here's a tidbit rule, because well, then uh, well, it's, I think I think it's, it I think like, it's sort of. The, Oh, no, Remember the Archeon one? I think the Archeon one was probably the biggest one that <laughs> went absolute mental for ages. <laughs> like, screaming oh God, all over yeah. the internet of the broken... hilarious. ...where the game was. And then, obviously, the book came out, and they went, oh, but if you actually read the rest of the page, it's almost unplayable. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't seen anyone playing it. But I think I think that's probably a small vocal minority, right, of people that when that stuff comes out where people are like, this is broken. And then even yeah. for people who are in those WhatsApp groups, I imagine a lot of them, and I know I was, I was like, look... This isn't even out. People are talking about like 1,200 point combos that once per game will let you know which way the priority is going. Like, yeah. uh, so it, it it does get hyped up, but I uh, but like it does get out of control. But overall, I think it's cool having uh, I rem- having the. Hype. I remember the worst way that like I used to play 40k back in like fifth edition, and that mm-hmm. is that a book codex would come out that day, and that the list was written, and that was the only list playable. Like huh. for for competitive play, the list wrote on day one. Everyone bought the day one list, and then obviously, like you say, the FAQ comes out two weeks later and then goes, "Oh, yeah, qualified." Uh, <laughs> well, we, they don't do that much anymore. We've kind yeah. of touched on a bit there. So, so before we get into the meat of things, uh, do do we uh, do we want to give a quick hobby update then, just in in terms of what's been accomplished in the last? I mean, I, mine's mine's pretty pretty <laughs> lame to be fair. I think even when I last spoke on here. I might have been starting to do a little cheerleader for my orcs, so my iron jaws, uh, and I'd I'd um I'd started on a war chanter and he's still not finished. He's still sitting there on his little painting handle <laughs> thing, and and he's in a room I no longer painting. I've I've moved as part of this whole spending more time in the house. I've I've actually moved my painting station down to my kitchen where it, uh-huh. there's a a bit more light and it's there's a lot more space. So yeah. I, I've been working on other stuff. So. I've been doing a. Uh, you might have noticed on on my my things. I've 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 got into um, painting up a Star Wars Legion army. So I'm oh, doing yeah. a, a Hoth a Hoth Strike Force. Um, nice. <laughs> which I, I mean I've I've really enjoyed painting because I love Star Wars and stuff. It's mm. a bit of a change. Um, and one thing that's got me with it is something that I really missed from AOS and from Warhammer is that I had no idea how to play. Uh, I didn't yeah. buy a starter box. I've just bought stuff. So I've been sat watching YouTube videos and battle reports, and I can't do that for AOS because I I know the rules pretty well. Uh-huh. I play it and I play it at a competitive level, and it infuriates me people when they get <laughs> the the rules wrong, or when things are really loose. Whereas I, this just reminds me of when 
well battle reports used to just be photographs and somebody uh yeah with the, like, like the editing and over. arrows oh and... it was brilliant and now i can watch i can watch it and i've just got that excitement by it, like, watching say YouTube, the YouTube videos, videos. It's like, oh, i do this now <laughs> i made this mistake i remembered it the day later but i won the game anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> but, but looking at these new ones for a new system it's really got me excited so rather than me painting my iron jaws which i'm sure i'll get the yeah, the yeah, first yeah. for again once i start going to events is um, it that's... Doing it? yeah yeah it's not you. I, I do feel... i do like the look of the game the ball i always do this like i bought into song of fire and ice and i've actually just sold my starter box just because it's limitations of game sort of thing like you say is always the definitely yeah. obviously now as well your game numbers this year would be yeah. short to most things but. yeah we're quite lucky up here in orkney that we've got quite a a, a tight-knit and close mm. gaming community and of the ones of us who come down to tournaments all of us are currently painting up star wars armies oh, nice. yeah. so we'll get a few games in up here once they and we're not building competitive builds well eric probably will because <laughs> eric's a beast for that sort of thing if you play him at x-wing or something he's uh he's he's right on it but I mean, mine's just themed, and it's the same sort of army I'll play in AOS, where I like some models, so I've gone with, uh, like I say, this Hoth-based army, and uh, yeah, it's been good fun. So I've not finished it yet, but I'm I'm doing it in a week. It's going to take me an extra couple of days, I think, because I've been adding some stages into my uh, into my painting, but no, it's it's definitely got me wanting to do more hobby again, uh, and, I, and I'm looking forward to being able to do that with AOS. So, so what about yourself then, uh, Liam? What, what, in terms of you said that you t- you've been working on the Nurgle stuff, and yes, obviously, yeah. How have you been getting on? Built three great unclean ones and twenty plague bearers, and then the shops all closed, so I couldn't get any more plague bearers. Uh, so I've, my last thirty have just arrived now. Uh, obviously, the day before GW were closing, we obviously all got the email and sort of thing. And I was in that evening, went into the local GW, picked up a box of Black Kings and like all the paints I needed for obviously. Uh, your project and obviously my own a couple of things I needed but yeah just trying to get on with it I've built built all your army uh, painted 10 Arconauts that's kind of the, the, <laughs> good hustle yeah it's, well. it's just uh, like you say it's just finding the yeah. time is it well, there's, there's no, there's, no uh, there's no deadline though is there there's no oh, what was it? I had a deadline I had a deadline for May it was going to be fight. Bobo. I was yeah. going to take him to Bobo, wasn't I? So as soon as that was cancelled, it's like, well, this, there's just no rush. Maybe, maybe Bobo 2022 20, now or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, again, I'm just working through that. Once I've done yours, I'll obviously move on to my stuff because that's how I am. I'd prefer finish. Otherwise, I'll forget how I painted it. But yeah. uh, other than that, no, just building, building plague bitters. Forgot yeah. how much horrible they are to build but uh, no what about yourself jp then so so what's your uh you said you've been working on a few characters anything in particular yeah yeah i, I, I did a, a shiny metal slambo um i did a sort of I, I sort of explored some like concept paint schemes and just taking more time on a model as liam was saying like we're we're sort of games games first and i think sometimes for me you have to be if you're going to play like you know the best stuff yeah well like 12 an army that has like you know 60 infantry models or something and you you sort of want to play it while it's relevant and i think you want to play it while you're excited you know like you want, the hype you need yeah, the hype 
paint as well. Exactly. Like you yeah. And so you pick that up and paint it all. And so taking some extra time uh, to paint the single models was cool. And also I was better at painting than I thought I was. Uh, like, I think probably just because I've got lots of hours of practice. Uh, Dude, painting things not beautiful. well. Thank you. Um, and then... The so, one, <laughs> um, so then when you actually sit down, you're like, well, what if I spend a whole day, a whole two days painting just one guy? You're like, wow, it turns out all that practice with a paintbrush that I did at two in the morning before getting in the car to Scotland actually somewhere translated into fine motor skills in my brain. So. <laughs> and, and the list bot seems to have evolved. I see... I see that it's uh, it, it's it's starting to hone its skills. Yeah, I mean that that's sort of that's been a fun project, and and again, it, I like it in some ways because it's pretty. It like keeps me interested and in, and in, like involved in the hobby, while as you say, like there's no games going on really or anything like that. So, um, it's a cool way to sort of keep talking about AOS and keep a little bit of hype there. I've heard, you've been playing a bit of TTS, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I played I played a couple of games, but. For me, I think TTS is fun, partially because of the social thing. But like, it's I I never I never want to play any army that has infantry in it because it's really fiddly to move around. So the yeah. games tend to be sort of like quite quick and smashy and like still fun, like fun Warhammer. But I think it's a stupid. Well, like, I think like you say, you're playing turn one, two, and then you're like yeah, 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 rising else now, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So for the back. for the people who don't know, TTS is tabletop simulator, which um, I think you can get off Steam, can't you? It's not something I've done, um, but you can you can in these times where we can't uh, engage physically um, with our <laughs> opponents and uh, <laughs> unless you're playing Garden Hammer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like uh, it, as much it, as it is one option. Option. Do you think this is a maybe as much as the future? You think no, that, like, I don't. I don't see it at all. Like, I think it's what's for me. Like, I played a lot of good video games in my time, like, and competitive multiplayer video games. And like, mm. in terms of competitive games, like, there's just a much finer grained structure of like how to compete and all this stuff. It's like they're designed for that. What I love about Warhammer is that social aspect. You know, you go face to face, sort of thing. Yeah, it, there's yeah. like a bunch of people are all together in the same place for the same reasons. And like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to sort of, if someone was like, oh, I've set up a tabletop simulator, Age of Sigmar League, we're going to play three games a week and keep track of like a ladder of how good everyone Mm -hmm. is. I'd be like, I just, it's cool. Like, and I wouldn't, I don't think that's bad, like by itself, but I wouldn't be interested in it. It's not, it's not my jam. I don't, I don't, yeah, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say, I don't see myself as like trying, playing AOS in order to develop myself as a competitive AOS player, I like, I mean, everybody, everybody likes winning. And so I like taking the steps I can to win, but it's a, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play if it wasn't for that social environment. What's it like you say, like the competitive side, would it, would the fear be that everyone just plays the, like the, the filth of. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think you were saying, Liam, like if you, if you go to a magic, the gathering tournament, you know what deck everyone's going to bring. Yeah. You know what the meta is and, the meta is like four to five decks normally mm-hmm. at best. Yeah. It's ten at the moment for standard, but and even you wouldn't. Chaos, people know what the best lists are, but as we say, there's hobby and you don't want to spend is, three yeah. pounds on it. That's the point. Is there's not well even that you say that and for the that. hours. I yeah, but the, it's, it, uh, yeah, but it's, it's also the hours, right? Yeah. It's not well, that. It's actually the value. Like magic cards are always worth their value in return. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like sort of thing. Like obviously, maybe not at the time. Like if mm-hmm. something all of a sudden got banned, the price on it we could drop. 
but you could hold on to it for like six months and then all of a sudden it could jump back up because it's sure something else comes out and makes it better mm-hmm. things you're always getting your value back like if i bought a just random, a guy's cradle which is like a rare uh, car that's no longer made it's like 300 pound yeah i could still sell it yeah for yeah, yeah 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 it's like that sort of thing i think mm-hmm. eos is 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 cool because precisely because that doesn't happen right like but you go to a tournament up in scotland and you know everybody there knows what the best two or three armies and even like the you know the tier two the second best two or three armies everyone knows them but you don't expect to see like when we had whatever the last one was zinch was super busted and we have some long-standing zinch players there and there were what like three or four zinch lists out of 40 people to follow the old world i think oh yeah because i didn't go and i wasn't going to play zinch anyways so yeah yeah, so two um so yeah two and you're like it and and i've looked when I've been Unfortunately, at... I had to play both of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible day two. Uh, oh, you played them both on day two? Yeah. Oh, that's a yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that that feels bad. But yeah. And how but... long after that did you sell your army? <laughs> uh, Fifteen minutes. No, I sold. I sold them. In, in, I sold them into lockdown. I sold them in April. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Fair play. <laughs> so so okay then. Um, yeah, army. <laughs> we've got our, we've got our hobby update there. So so okay then. First the next bit is our semi regular. Uh, what's good and why? So so Liam, what's good and why? Well, Zinch, just all flavors. Oh, I think as much as not just Zinch, it's the hosts that are the problem. Everyone yeah, else yeah. keeps everyone else keeps saying it's change hosts the issue, but in my opinion, it's the actual congregation of flame and things like that that are the actually the issues. Are both yeah. very 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 strong. Because as harsh as you could put dog shit in half those lists, and it'd still be good as long as you had like one third of the army as the powerhouse. Maybe yeah. not against like another tier one list, but you take most other tier two and under easily, well, if, if, quite comfortably. Like you can look at Petrifex in OBR as like plus one to your save as a as a similar example in that yeah. each one gives you plus one to your rend yeah. on like if you're building for it on almost your whole army. Which is like it's it's not very shiny as a bonus, and it doesn't manifest on the tabletop in an insane way. You know, when you're shooting with your pink horrors and you're mm-hmm. like, they have one rend. No one's like, oh my god, one rend, I've lost. But like, it in in a if you're rolling, you know, hundreds of dice over the turn, then that's a lot of extra d- damage that you're putting through. And then obviously the flamers are going up from. Uh, you know, well, that's I, that's I think the zinch seem to be very much written as like they're a forty k book. They just all their they get all their buffs for nothing, while every other book prior to them had to actually do something to get the f- buff that they have. Like like the flamer, oh, yeah. the auxiliary yeah. flamer buffs flamers. The flamers then get plus one hit if they hit a unit of a certain size. Then they get plus two hit if they hit something bigger, which obviously I know is anti hard, but their damage, yeah, well, their, their gun is just too strong. I think, for, but I think I think that's sort of like. I, I I agree oh. with you, and I think I think one of the things we see out of one flamers were just not good before. So and no. they had like random rules that, like the heal they could sometimes heal your opponent. They were cool, but didn't make them fun to play. And we had a prob like we had a you know an issue with the strongest armies being these blocks of unkillable X in mm. the in the meta. And so I think flamers are a cool way to counter that, but they probably just came out too strong. And and also, I think another part of it is there are armies that run hordes of things that aren't 
Mortec Guard or Hearth Guard Berserkers. And so when you ran out your, you know, your uh, 20 clan rats and they got instantly deleted by like three flamers because yeah. they're hitting on twos, wounding on twos, you're like, oh yeah, that's probably a little bit too much of a, of a spill over there. Should have maybe give them a. You should have maybe did what do to them what they do to Stormcasts, where they go, oh, we get better when we verse X or Y sort of thing. Like, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it sequiturs get better when they fight Nighthorn? Yeah, that, demons that, for some strange reason. Uh, yeah, I always get, I always end up playing against sequiturs, and I'm always reminding my opponent, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you get some buffs. I never know which units it is, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure you get something. So, so before I come on to you then, JP, and maybe what the list bot has to say, I'll tell you what I think is good and why. Yeah. So, so I think, and this is this is uh, after I don't know how many years of of painting and things and hobby. Uh, what I found this week is a wet palette is good. Oh, it is so good, oh, isn't oh it? Oh my god, I don't know how I've lived without it for that, so long. That's that's literally what I thought. So I I also got a wet palette like when I started painting these single models, and I like now I literally look, I'm like. How did I paint before? Like I just don't know. I mean, and I used to just uh, sit there and paint straight out the tub. I did sometimes yeah. decant onto a, I Ooh, don't know, a saucer or on a yeah, list. He's savage. And it all yeah. dries, and I was adding water or thin yeah. or, or medium. But I've, I've been painting snow troopers, like, all week. Mm-hmm. And painting white. And, oh, yeah. and I thought at first, oh, you'll just be able to use contrast paints. It'll be dead easy. But no, no. Contrast painting white with contrast isn't the easiest thing in the world, so I decided to just bin off contrast for for painting white. But then what you have to try and do is is to get some really good blending, and I've never really been that good at it. And yeah, I'll 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 thin my paint and I'll work with layer after layer. But what I found is that a wet palette is an invaluable tool, and even though I don't know how to use it yet properly in the savings alone of how much paint and my brush not getting clogged up and drying my paint not drying and me being able to actually regulate how thin it is just by swooshing it about a bit and then applying it god it's good um so and i've been watching videos for years and i've heard people who are good painters talk about saying if there's one thing you should do to up your game get a wet palette and i always thought yeah well yeah no no and then i had one just sat in my box and I was like rummaging around in my box looking for, I don't know, some shite to, to do with the hobby. And then I, I thought, oh, I'll give that a go because I was in the kitchen and I was right next to the sink. And so there you go. Bloody hell. Um, buy a wet palette. Did you, did, oh, you, mate. did you also have a good brush? Because uh, I, I, I got a good yeah. brush at the same time. My first like good. I always just thought that I needed smaller brushes in order to like make smaller little marks. And then Michael Hans. Uh, was like just get a good brush and then you can twirl it up and then it gets a tip yeah, which is yeah. smaller than and I was like oh my god you can paint eyes on things yeah I only use a size one brush that's what I use for everything oh yeah yeah fair. I go, well I have a wash brush mm-hmm. um but a size one I, I do have smaller brushes but I find that I, I have a little set that um I think it was games and gears gave us uh, a load of them last year and the year before um for northern invasion for the as prizes and uh and i snaffled a uh, <laughs> a set of them uh just to to use and to to talk about at the time and so i just use that and it's just like a little it looks like a, a darts case do you know like a little uh-huh. leather yeah. thing it's got three brushes and it's got a one uh a zero and a double zero but i don't remember when i last used anything apart sure. from the one and i use it for everything and i've got some brush cleaner so uh yeah 
at the end of every good session, I'll just give it a swooshing blush, uh, brush cleaner, mm-hmm. and it keeps the tips good. And yeah, it's a uh, yeah. So there you go. I think a wet palette is good, and that's why. Better or worse than uh, Zinch? Well, I, I don't know. I've never played Zinch. Um, oh, I see. I've, well, I've played against them. I've never played as them. So uh-huh. okay, yeah. I've, unfo- I've unfortunately had to play them <laughs> twice. <laughs> Both the last, last yeah, four, round four and five at Tempest and uh, Folio rolled. Unofficial play testing. That's what you're doing, Liam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can play test them well. <laughs> that's what you get for flying too close to the sun with your uh, your bone daddies. Uh, you get scorched. What's up? Yeah, I was playing Bone Daddies in <laughs> December as well. Uh, January. So, so JP, uh, what's good and why? Um, well, I think I I don't disagree with uh, Zinch obviously being good. The the one that I'm always going to shout out is uh, is Deepkin. They, Deepkin have just been like a very very good army against every army out there for as long as they've existed. They're mm. just and they're not, and I don't think they're super oppressive to play against. Like I think high tide is a cool mechanic in that, like it's only one turn, and while still being a very strong turn, it doesn't feel like it. It's like it seems easy enough to use, but it, there is at least some recourse for your opponent to you know try and play around it, or at least mitigate the damage by when they play into it. And so I think Deepkin are good. I think they're 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 like a good army as well, a good example of an army that and they've, they've got some impressive. they've got some great models as well so yeah yeah it can be a good hobby army can't it mm-hmm. i mean those sharks and them big turtles are uh pretty special you don't see them on the table enough but well pretty yeah, special. sharks, sharks, sharks. seem to be the new hit uh, ben stava won an event <laughs> yeah we can't yeah, but, <laughs> ben can win with anything <laughs> but tts with that events would you allow them into rankings um yeah, I like. I mean, I think it was just a one-day event, so it probably doesn't count. But I would allow TTS events into rankings for the for the sole reason that like there's so much variance in what happens in Warhammer, anyways. Like that, I don't think it's going to like super dilute your pool. I don't think you're gonna see someone who's like, whoa, this person has never won a single game of AOS at a normal tournament, and then they mm-hmm. come on to TTS and they go five zero. Whoa, so weird, you know? Like. I think the rankings are mainly there as a cool way of like encouraging people to play more events and to, for people to monitor their own like progress and be like, oh yeah, I've got this cool good score. So if it comes from TTS, might as well. I don't, I don't think they'll particularly have the same traction. Numbers, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, like you say, I don't think you would see a hundred man. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know how it works. I, I, I've not used it, but again, would it cope with that much people? Well, you you just you it uh, like or is it each person? Yeah, yeah, each person would be playing their own. But it's uh for me, it's just it's also just I'm sure you get faster at it from playing more. But it's 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 also fiddlier, you know. And it, it feels like you're playing a bad computer game more than yeah. I've seen some of the pictures and that. Yeah, like, I think like you say if, again that would have to be GW side if money was spent there to make it look like well like kind of like. Like Pokemon level 3D movement, yeah, animated yeah. creatures and things that'd be quite cool. But yeah, yeah not, uh... not 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 for me. It won't replace it. Like again, if someone was like, "Oh, I really want to try um, this list, and I want to try it for compet, you know, I want to try it for Six Nations 2025 or whatever, and I and I really need to play it against five different armies." TTS is great. Definitely the way you to like, do it. Yeah, it's yeah we, I think we play it's turns one and tool, two. Yeah. yeah. 
exactly but if if someone was like oh, i'm having a tts tournament i'd be like that's cool and like everyone who wants to play it should play it i don't think there's anything wrong with it but it's, it's not out, for, yeah. yeah yeah it's not for you yeah i don't want to spend 15 hours playing a computer like if i want to spend 15 hours playing a computer game i just play one of the other computer games that was designed Sif. play to- safe <laughs> Sip's amazing. Just play WoW Classic. Civilization. Oh. That's just that ate so many months of my life when I was younger. I don't play it that much anymore. That's my thing. Uh, I like the hard game. <laughs> so there you go. That's what's good and why, folks. So now I'm gonna find out now if you've done your homework. Have you done your homework? Yeah. yeah. Your lockdown lists. So we've not been able to play. So we had a, a quick a quick setting of homework of writing, well, maybe not writing, but, but just talking through quickly uh, a list for an alliance or allegiance that um, you've not played before and to just talk through it and why you'd like to play it. Doesn't have to be competitive, doesn't have to be anything. There was no brief, it was just that you'd not played it before. And, uh, and then just uh, give a bit of chat on it. This is the theory hammer side of things, seeing as though we can't go out there and play it. So whilst you've been d- daydreaming away, Liam, doing your eight-hour shifts at work, <laughs> what's your lockdown list? You, so, can, you can tell us first. I'll, let you see, I'll, I'll tell you the allegiance, and I'll let you see if you can kind of guess what. Okay, okay. So I'm Cities of Sigmar, uh-huh. and I'm Tempest Eye. Uh, okay. Have you got a Blob of Arcanauts? No. Oh, sad. Have you got Pistoliers? No. Oh. Have you got dwarves? Are you dwarf heavy? No. No dwarf you, at all. I hate dwarves. There's a good one. I hate dwarves. <laughs> are you abusing that uh, turn your save into a dash save spell? No. Oh. oh. Wow. That's it. Uh, Demigrish? Have you got a, celesti- a, celest- right? a Celestial Hurricanum? No. Oh, safe bet. Oh. This is, so this is pure wood elf. That was my next guess. Let's go. That was it. <laughs> Let, let's hear it then. So I've got. I know my prince is a general with the Hawkeye uh, trait, which gives units holy within 12 of him plus one to wound when they shoot. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. But another nomad prince with a seer stone amulet, which gives you a command point when he's on the board on a four up. Uh-huh. Got another nomad prince with nothing on him. I've got a unit of 20 internal guard that are the honored retinue. I've got 10 internal guard. Five Sister of Thorn with Celestial Visions, which is the get a command point. Another five with the same spell. A unit of 30 Sisters of the Watch. And a unit of 20 Sisters of the Watch. Oh, nice. We've also Chromatic Cogs, the Burning Head, and the extra command point. Nice. So what do you use the CP for? So you use the CP for the Nomad nomad Prince's uh, command ability. uh, So you can use the one from Tempest Eye, which lets you run and shoot. Oh, yep, yep. You can then use one to make a six run for your sisters of the watch. Uh-huh. And then you can use one the Nomad Prince's one, which gives, I think it's plus one to hit or plus one attack on shooting sure. attacks. Yeah, I have another buff and, shooting. And you just go ten. And so, 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 so uh, oh sorry, go on JP. Oh no, I was just gonna say so it sounds like you got like a, just you got a lot of fast mobile units running around just pinging people with So you've got like two blobs of thirty uh, thirty uh-huh. and twenty. So if they try and charge it it gets to shoot when they yeah uh yeah the nomad prince's command ability is add one to hit rolls for friendly wander units holy within 12 cool uh which again is just so then the sisters of the watch are just amazing well not amazing you know what i mean it's a <laughs> yeah 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 uh, it's a unit so they've got 18 inch range one attack freeze and freeze uh 
once per turn, uh, if an enemy unit ch- finish a charge move within three of them, they get to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if unmodified hit roll for attack made, well, watchbow is a six. Uh, it does a mortal wound in addition to its normal damage. So they're quite, uh, yeah, quite cool. I would look, it look good as well. Yeah. It's also just a complete elf army. As much as it's maybe just my thing, I don't like Cities of Sigmar armies at all at the moment because everything is just a kit bash to make it make sense. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Like a Huracanum's made out of a Sentinel from 40k or something, or something just because it's then more dwarfish and things like that. I'd rather, I would rather Cities of Sigmar. If you if you want to make it that way, like looking at war like 40k side to be i think you should get more of a benefit if all your units share yeah i was gonna say word. the same i was gonna say the same thing because i think it's actually like i've seen some really cool conversions and like mm-hmm. blobs of army but the fact that it seems like every single army is like that can has made me a bit like i don't really understand what cities of sigmar is because a lot of the armies are it's GW's way yeah. to sell out the old kits. That is literally well, also, I mean, which is we, fine. You don't have to be so cynical, right? It also lets people play. Yeah. A, like a lot of people wanted to play those things, and I think they are cool. And I think the Pistoliers list is super cool. And that, but like, uh, sort of, you can tell from when we were trying to guess is you're like, is there a Huracan in it? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what the restrictions. Like, can anyone take a Huracan? Like, because I just see so many mixes of it. I, I feel like yeah. maybe it I hasn't li- yet found an identity. I like the old way they were. I like the old Firestorm book. I like that that one I felt was better for them where the each city was actually more limited on what they could take. So mm. only certain ones could take Dwarven units and Sylvan F units and things. They were more limited. Now it's just obviously a free-for-all. So every list has a Hurricanum. Mm. Every list has 30 Iron Drakes because... Yeah. What? And that's the problem for me. I just... I like that army is Wood Elves. That is a Wood Elf army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taking advantage of Tempest Eye, which makes it shoot better. They get mm-hmm. to plus three move turn one. So the you're moving 15 inches with the Sisters of the Watch unit, and then you're shooting 30 shots <laughs> that are hitting on twos, wounding on twos. It's real. It's pretty, well, it's pretty, def- pretty devastating, really. Yeah. It? It's got no renfo. Like it's still twos, twos and twos goes a long way. Yeah, yeah rerolling ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're not abusing that my favorite. Uh, wonder is strapped though which is um who's the guy who if you roll a one for your battle shock you get to immediately shoot he's gone oh is he gone yeah they cleared out a lot of oh the one no because because there were i was i always wanted to make an army where you just brought as many cp as you could where finder yeah so yeah. so there was a guy who had a command ability that said if you take a battle shock test and you roll a one you, you can immediately shoot attack, yeah. you can immediately shoot but it, it would it would stack so I just wanted to stack like ten command points on a unit, and then hope I roll the one, yeah. and then just shoot ten times, or obviously don't roll the one and then immediately concede. Because I do you have to spend the command points first as well. So like, yeah. but you like you said there about letting you use your models, but they still removed quite a few kits. Sure, I'm sure, but you like I think that contributes towards people making these conversions. They use those yeah. old kits for new, for for stand-ins and stuff. But it's just strange that they don't allow certain things. Again, I again, like again, the, I just think the book. I still think City's book's just too loose. It just lets you do whatever you want in everything. Like the same, like if you're from 
the realm of fire because you're forced to be. Why is your battle wizard all of a sudden a master at using the soul screen bridge and things like that? Why? I think it's a hard balance to strike because I think on the one hand, they're like, look, we want to make it cool and thematic, but we don't want to make it too thematic so that it's not playable by competitive players. Yeah. So it's maybe striking a balance between that and that if you want to make, if you really want to do go all in on the, oh, we're from Akshi theme, you mm. do only take Realm of Fire, uh, you only take the Burning Head and I don't know if there's another Realm of Fire spell, but... The, you, the other, there is one, I think. But yeah, no, so you only take the fire spells and you yeah. your battle is a fire and then you and you can do that. And then for people like us who struggle to beat our competitive lesser side of us, uh, you can just take you know, whatever filth you want and be like, Yeah, they went to actually once for ten minutes. That's where they got the shirts and now it's also Scream Bridge from here on out. Again, I still <laughs> think the Soul Scream Bridge just shouldn't exist. But, uh, or yeah. beat double its points. You shouldn't yeah, I just don't think rumors about it being army. Army. Every army should be able to do the same thing. I just find. Uh, have we seen it in a lot of like? I know uh, that our our resident game smasher Lee Martin used it for Zinch, which we've been talking about. Which I tried to coin the name Flamebridge University because it's mm. Flame in the Skull Soul Screen Bridge. So now it's officially documented. If that ever becomes popular. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I know Lee used mental. it. But... I think that list is better than the Change Horse version. The only point of the Change Horse version is because it's lore drops. But well, the Chainshaw's version is better on certain missions. Yeah. The 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 Flamebridge list is definitely like more straight up raw power, right? That's it's gonna end more games on turn one by just. Oh yeah. Good well, that, when I played it, I lost forty Mortrek Guard turn one to it. Yeah. Which what's that free up save? Yeah, it's 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 nutty. Well, I, I like the sound of your list. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly go on to mine now as the fun yeah. fill in in the uh, in the filth sandwich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so I've come with an Iron Jaws one because I've still not managed to play as Iron Jaws. Trying Jaws. to motivate yourself. Yeah yeah yeah. So Just this is this time. is a, this is actually the list I've been thinking about, mm-hmm. um, which is based on what I've got and what I am building or have built. Or have started painting. Uh, I have better units that... Well, you know how I play. Um, I, I'm not one for picking the optimal. So this yeah. is my, this is my Iron Jaws list that I'm building. And, and will grace a, t- uh, a tournament table as soon as we're allowed. So it's a Weird Fist. Mm. And it's Iron Jaws Allegiance. So I have an Auric Weird Knob Shaman as my general. Um, he has the skull cape, um, which lets him cast an extra spell. Uh, he's no, it doesn't. What the fuck does that do? <laughs> oh, wank. He's got he's got bursting with power that lets him cast an extra spell. I'll come back to the skull cape because my book's somewhere in a, I think it's under my beer. Hang on. So anyway, I'll come back to that. Then I've got two oh. war chanters with get and beat and fixing beat. Uh, I've got. Uh, 10 hard boys, uh, 10 brutes, 5 hard boys, 5 hard boys, 5 hard boys, and a bailwind. So that's it. It's 4 drops. Um, and the the spells I've got on my shaman uh, is the hand of Gork. Oh no, I've got 12 gore grunters as well. Sorry, I missed them. Um, 
So I've got the Hand of Gork for the teleporting fun, and then I've got Wrath of Gork. Um, now, the fact that he's uh, in the Weird Fist means that he gets to do his two green pukes uh, on top of his normal spells. He gets an extra spell anyway, so then he gets to cast his other two. And then, um, because I've got the uh, the Bailwind, he goes up to more. So oh. he, he, he casts spells on his little on his little whirlywindy thing. So the main thing and the the thing that I wanted to do it for is just the Wrath of Gork spell, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but you don't often see it. But what you do is you pick a unit within 16 inches of the caster. Uh-huh. So he's sitting on his little bailwind. Um, and then what you do is you roll two dice for each Iron Jaws unit, friendly Iron Jaws unit within 16 inches of the caster. So what I've got there, and that's units of two plus. So uh, I've got what one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six units all sitting around him, like within the range. And then you roll two dice for each of your things, um, for each of your units. And on every two plus, the unit takes a mortal wound. So, so what you can basically do is uh, you're rolling twelve d six for units. That, <laughs> With your little bailwind, so you get your little jump forward, and then am I right in thinking you're going to make be making that 22 inches because you're on a bailwind? Yep. Mm-hmm. So basically, you pick a unit within 22 inches, and you roll 12 dice, and for every two plus, it takes a mortal wound, which to me sounds like lots of fun. It's a zap. It's definitely a zap. It's a big zap. And then you've also got your pukes, so that you can puke on things, so that uh-huh. they can move. You can teleport yeah. them, move them. So your big gore grunters are going to get hit with the beats. They're then going to get puked on. Then they're going to get hand of gawked. And then they're going to be basically making a tiny little charge. Yeah, uh, two, so the, you get the, your 12 like picks. Like two-inch charge with plus four to charge. And... and the thing is with that, I mean, I've still got 120 points that I don't even want to spend because there's nothing else I want. And I've not even bothered picking an artifact for my Bell Chanters. Oh yeah, because that lets you. you oh yeah, because then I could do the. You do the green puke and it comes all the way back to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, the line goes all the way through. Yeah. So yeah, I could I could be doing that, and I just think that this is fun. I mean, this is by no means. You you say. (laughs) You're the fun. I remember. I remember a time when Iron Jaws were like they were like the de facto honest army. You know, it's yeah, like, look, they move, they move D6 in the hero phase to be <laughs> faster. And then they just ran and they fought. And you were like, you knew where you were with Iron Jaws. These days, <laughs> we just got Stu rocking up at the table being like, oh, are you 48 inches away? I've, <laughs> I've killed your general. Yeah. Next, next, I've teleported this block of hard boys. Um, yeah. So they move 12 and, they, and then they charge plus six and they're nine inches away. So... And you're just like, okay, yeah, right. You're sitting there trying to screen with your direwolves. <laughs> so here you go. Here's what the skull cape does. Sorry, it gives you plus one to cast. And if I slay an enemy wizard, um, uh, I get I get to. Learn I whip it's melee weapons. That's never. Gonna yeah, happen. it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be a melee weapon, and that's not going to happen really. But he well, was only there for the plus him. to cast. Teleport him and then uh, charge him in. So, so that's mine, and it's nothing to do with being ultra competitive, but it's, it's got a couple yeah. of tricks. It's got a couple of tricks, and it's got a big punch. Um, the brutes, um, with a few a few little things on them, plus the the grunters are going to be able to hit stuff. There's a there's a fair few units of chaff there in all those hard boys. You've got objective holders, you've got speed, you've got a good magic phase. 
The only thing it hasn't got is shooting, but you can kind of you can. You could always shift. add. You could always well. add a unit twenty savages if you wanted. Really, you could fit I, space in if you just zap them, right? You've got zaps. Which is I could. I've got plenty of zaps, and to be honest, with teleport and with the amount of yeah. mobility that the units have got, they can pretty mm. much convert melee into shooting anyway because you've got yeah. that range and that reach. So yeah. I, th- I think it's got a lot going for it. It's not your standard. I mean, it's not an hard fist. Uh, which is what everybody tends to go Don't for. Try and defend it. Iron Fist is the more one. Obviously, an Iron yeah. Fist is the FAQ'd and got rid of the stacking, the bringing units back. Uh, that 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 harking back to what we were saying before. That remind, that just felt to me like such a classic like WhatsApp only argument for so long that like everyone was like, I'm pretty sure it's intended that you can spend. HCP and summon 2,000 points of Ard Boys when one unit dies, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, I'm not going to get into it because you know it r- rules is written. I'm fine with it being played like that for now, but I don't think it's going to last. And people were like, No, no, I think it will. I think that's what's supposed to happen. And it was like, obviously, FAQ that you couldn't summon infinite numbers of Ard Boys. Again, that, you say that's the argument for the FAQ, but I'm assuming if no one asked the question, it doesn't. Oh no, like I again, I obviously, I, I think. I think they have their fingers in the pies. You know I mean, I still think their playtesters probably go back to them and go, by the way, I've seen this question pop up a few times. We obviously mentioned when playtesting, was this the intention sort of thing? Well, uh, I mean, I think it's it's hard, right? Because what we we don't see any of the stuff that gets caught. I think that's the big thing that people forget mm-hmm. when they're talking about playtesting. If you imagine yeah. a book comes out with, you know, 20 command abilities in it and... You know, so like, oh, you're not going to see them all like you say yeah yeah like and you read them all and you you know you think this or you think whatever and and you're like oh this one this seems abusable and like oh you check this and you change this you might even change you know you can imagine the you know the command ability comes out and someone's like oh look this could be abused like this so gw like yep good idea we're going to change it and put it to print and they say look we changed it does that look better and a playtest is like yep you fixed the issue and then no one realizes wait now the way it's worded is it's amb- ambigu- yeah, yeah ambig- it's ambiguous because of this and and people are and it just you know th- th- you can play test as hard as you want but or your issue the white dwarf got released <laughs> from it before the codex yeah. got its final co- copy as yeah, well like a lot of lo- a lot of stuff like that and it's you can't play testing is not a substitute for going out immediately to the whole community and you see that in every, you know in video games where they'll be play testing stuff with a dedicated full-time working team of playtesters who will be like, we've mm-hmm. tested every day. They release the game, and suddenly it's being tested by, obviously, you know, hundreds of times more players, and someone... It only takes Just one that, person to find yeah. it, to put it in the WhatsApp group, for and everybody to know about it. Yeah. Every, yeah, everyone's on it, just because... Yeah. They didn't see, I didn't read it that way, and then all of a sudden everyone's yeah. like, oh, but it can be read six different ways. You're like, mm-hmm. guys... Yeah, I, I think also it's it's like for me with these things, I'm like, yeah, I can see how like I wouldn't have interpreted it that way. I see that probably rules is written. It is that way. I wouldn't play it that way. And I don't I expect some TOs wouldn't let it. And I expect an FAQ. That's like my, that's been my position. That was my position on the Nurgle Demon Prince thing on the mm-hmm. Artfish thing. And both times GW, who have been very fast with their changes recently, um, have just stepped in and been like, look, if it is really, really ridiculous we're probably going to change it. Like, it's, it's probably not intended. It's we, so strange, though. Like, with, like, example, you said the Nurgle Demon Prince one yeah. there where the command ability would... Sixes, every six would be D3 damage. But then, literally, two months later, the Wrath of Chaos boot came out and Nurgle do the same in there. Is it, but that's only one six. One more wound. 
No, it's every six. Every but six. But it's, it's only one. Yeah, sorry, it's only one mortal wound, and it's only sixes to wound, right? No, to hit. A, oh, it's sixes to hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, but, but again, that's not as many as three. Yeah, but they could have just changed the demon princess to one, so that both those made sense. Oh sure, uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, thing, it's, if that makes sense, rather than. I I, I think it, it just also depends on. I think part of the problem with it is also the framing of it. Like, if it had always come out as the D3 Mortal Wounds, you can sort of think of it as the Demon, Nurgle Demon Prince has an ability that when he fights something, he can effectively do D3 Mortal Wounds to it for a command point. So yeah. if you imagine you have this flying Nurgle Demon Prince, you charge him into a five-wound hero, you pop the command ability, you don't activate him first, and you're like, look, I'm going to do my damage, which should kill you, but even if it doesn't, you're probably taking D3 Mortal Wounds afterwards. Mm. Which is, you know, it's not it's not game breaking. You're not building your list around it, but it's fine. And then, yeah. but because it was coming off its sort of demotion of passing like, onto other units, that's the problem. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was always the issue. Was that it should have just that should have just been the Nurgle ability on it, yeah, yeah, basic, yeah, on itself, and then yeah. the the command ability did what the new Nurgle version does, where sixes do one, but this can't be put on this model or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like. So, so we've we've talked through my uh, my weird fist um, and my weird knob. So let let's hear yours, uh, uh, JP. What, finally, what's we your, get into the actual your list? list. Yeah, oh, so here list, we go. So, so uh, we've mentioned Lispot a couple of times, but I recently put up what Lispot thinks of the various uh, units in the Beast of Chaos book, which was quite a fun fun one because it got uh, like most of the Beast of Chaos players agreed that it got it almost completely wrong. <laughs> and from most of the armies, it's been okay. Like, it tends to have, like, the units that people play a lot. It values quite highly. And then there's, like, a couple random bits and bobs where maybe, like, the, the Ironclad was quite low because it didn't understand really high expensive units and here and there, but overall good. But the I think the thing with Beast of Chaos is they play in a reasonably different way where they don't have really that much power baked into a lot of their War Scrolls. It's all their Allegiance abilities. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all... Like the, pretty much everything comes style. from that Allegiance ability. Yeah. Uh, and so so people use these like you know cheap uh, like sort of like low power Ra- units raiders and yeah things. exactly and Lispot was like i don't i don't like ungo raiders at all so but what i did do is i built a list based on the units that it does think are good um so uh it's it's not i don't know so so what so what so it's easy to explain so i've got two great bray shamans which it doesn't think are great but i wanted to include because you know it's like they're fine, and I know that that they're good, and you do need some heroes. Um, and then I've got a Zangor Shaman. Then I've got its favorite unit is Zangors, like the the old Zine Zangor. So I've got a block of thirty and a block of twenty Zangors, um, and they make up uh, two thirds of my battle line because of the Zangor Shaman. If he's the general, they become battle line. Then I've got two units of just normal Angors because Lispot likes those, doesn't like Raiders for some reason. Then I've got um, Four Tuskgore chariots, just each in a unit of one, and two Jabber slides. <laughs> Jabber so, slides. You know, it, it, like I, I basically wanted to say, like, what's the best? How, including these units that Lispot thinks are good. Um, what sort of list would I make? And I tr- still tried to use. Th- so I basically took two blocks of Zangors, who are re- you know the two wounds each, they're reasonably chunky. They have a lot of attacks. They can put damage out, and those are like my good units. And then it's just MSU, lots of little cheap things to fill up the rest of the list and again it's not competitive it's not going to go toe-to-toe with anything that shoots or anything that is really tanky but i think you'll be able to give like some lists the runaround 
like even even something like OBR, certain builds of OBR, if if they have one big block of 40 more tech guard that you can tag with two or three chariots at an awkward angle, then you can maybe tie that whole up that whole unit up for a turn with, you know, one or two 60-point Tuscor chariots or something like that while you're, you know, taking care of a smaller unit of Mortar Guard with a block of Zangors or um, something like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I took I took what is almost definitely, by everybody who knows something, a bad set of units and just tried to turn it into um, a playable list, like, that has a plan. T- tell me about the Java Slice role in this list. Uh, well... I don't think they should be included. I think if you were optimizing this list, um, you probably drop them, but and you just include more MSU bodies. Cause yeah. that, but again, that that that's sort of that's I know that that's how Beast of Chaos players play. That's the best version of the list. But Listbot thinks Jabber Slice are good, and <laughs> having a, having a, a monster is, um, you know, can, like having an independent model that can go maybe clear chaff or fight like that is a thing, and also then. On the theme of chaffing up units, the Jabber Slice has that rule. Let me find it where it stops you from being able to do anything. Um, yeah, Not okay. Because so, it used to be. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> at the start of your hero phase, that's the worst thing about it is the hero phase. But roll a dice for each enemy unit within six in it, six inches of your Jabber Slice. On a six, that unit cannot cast, unbind, move, or attack until your <laughs> next hero phase. So <laughs> it's like Bellacore, but better, yeah. but way worse. Um, the effect is more powerful than Bellacor's. Applying it is way worse. But again, if you're playing this low-power army, right, and you find yourself against Zinch or OBR, some matchup that you're hugely unfavored in, right, I don't think 30 more Ungors is going to tip that into your favor, but your Jabber Slice tagging a unit of 40 more tech guard, somehow not dying, and then rolling a six in your hero phase, and then you win priority and take that and give away the turn, that's huge. Yeah. You know? So so with the Java slides, is that a yeah. bubble so that each of them would roll? Is it everything within mm-hmm. six, or do you it's pick a, one? You, it's everything within six, but a unit can only... It's, we target once. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you can't you, spam four into them. Well, no, that's, what, that's the old... That's what people... That's yeah. For, yeah. That was yeah. the old mixed chaos list. You'd have four of them sit behind yeah. a bunker line, and then they would just yeah any six four sixes yeah yeah and then you go oh yeah your whole but line. You, <laughs> but it is still all units within six. So like let's say attack still good. Yeah, and they can you know they're still a monster. They can still do a thing. But if you were playing versus cities of Sigmar, right? They're all bunkered up around their yes. soul screen. Their so-called good soul screen bridge. You charge the Jabber Slife in. He doesn't get killed in combat, probably, because they're a shooting army. Then you win priority. Then you roll a six for every unit in there. <laughs> and then that's their whole army can't do anything. You know mm. what I mean? So, so, so does Lisbot know about endless spells? Uh, no, 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 he doesn't. Oh, what? what? You well, need to flip his game. G- well, oh, uh, game. The problem is <laughs> throw wizards all over the place, I think, as well, is your issue, isn't it? Yeah, well... Obviously, uh, all wizards have access to them, mm-hmm. but... Seraphon, for example, if you did them, they yeah. obviously are out of bound and normal. Mm-hmm. And then, otherwise, like you say, endless spells wouldn't matter to cities because it doesn't know their legion's ability lets them yeah. cast yeah, yeah, yeah. form for free. Synergies think, are uh, are not are not something it knows about. I think you need to educate it. I agree. I agree. It's yeah. a, it's a It'll learn. Purpose. It'll learn. There's sort of two halves. That, so I originally was working from taking lists that human beings have played and 
training ListBot on those. And the problem with you get with that is that ListBot just starts netlisting. You're like, what do you think of my list? And it's like, why don't you just replace your list with a better list? And you're like, that's not what I want. You're like, I still want my list. I just want you to tell me whether I should play two Jabra slides. That sounds like when anyone talks to you about, do you like my list? You're like, make it better. Just, <laughs> just. Um, so. Uh, is, then, is, is your list bot hired by GW? Is it getting like a little <laughs> cut? Yeah, it's, well, it's like yeah, it's buy, buy the best. Go buy that. Why do you, why do you think this is the first time you've heard about Jabber slides? Chariots. Buy thirty of them. Well, they're forty-eight quid each on Finecast. There you go. That's why. <laughs> if you if you if you plot the correlation of the the units that list bot thinks are good, it's just directly correlated to the price. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the recommended in gw when you open it up on the armor you want and it, says, of, it puts it in their recommended order which directly correlates to which the most expensive is have you seen that where okay. it's, it says we recommend like rather than like price low to high or high to low if you have price high to low or recommended they're identical it's yes. great yeah comments but college is bad for that as well i always <laughs> check it at restaurants when you see on the menu and they're like we recommend this I always check if they've just circled like the most expensive item in each in, in <laughs> each section. The specials. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They use the favorites. You're like, <laughs> why are the favorites more expensive than <laughs> if I make it myself? Speaking of like, that, I've actually watched a few YouTube videos that I've been talking about like points per model, points per cost of unit. So like obviously, like obviously, it's a lot easier with other games sort of thing. But it is things like that where it's talking about. Like obviously, yeah. like Marathi is so key to Doc Daughters of Cain working, but the value of her points and her yeah. cost match quite well. Like mm-hmm. she fills a good portion of your army. So even though she's like seventy-two pounds, she's <laughs> filling such a portion of your army that you're going to yeah. need less. But that was the same idea. The other side, like you say, when folk look at Doc, folk are like, "Witch elves are so good," but because they've never aos witch elves they've never put them in a box of 20 or Mm -hmm. things like that where you want them to be 20 of them for 45 quid which would be fine because that's what 2250 for 10 yeah but because they're 35 quid it then looks at price per point is so high because the value of amount of that you need for a unit or an army like Mm -hmm. what you're 70 plus of that size of the model unless you go snakes but snakes yeah. do the same problem snakes have the same uh problem as well again that's what like well like you say gw have released that they had to put the prices up of stuff that's not had a price increase for many years even for the forbidden power somehow was on it which was released last year but uh oh, well. well we have some we have some questions I thought JP so. had another list, or did he just get the list? No, 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 no. That but no, I, I made that. I made that list, but I did. The that. GP, I, it told you to do it better. I, it, 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 yeah, yeah, I basically just. I was. It was influenced by the units that Listbot said were good, and everybody on the internet who actually knows anything said were bad. <laughs> well, there you go. That's again, what you it, does, that's Is it playing with average? Like again, that's a point. Is, like it says they're good, but does it? Com- compare army to army good as well or is yeah it so it, it, it so the way that it basically it works for looking at individual units and and so that all it did was say i like these units and i was like i'll try and build a list with them but uh basically it just takes a bunch of factors like oh some of the big like how much damage does this unit like damage per point effective number of wounds per point mm-hmm. uh, movement characteristic so a bunch Armor of things like that. Things, yeah, yeah exactly it just takes a bunch of those things and says this, if I was going to guess, looking at every other War Scroll that I've seen, how many points this would be, I'd say it's worth this much. 
And so some of those, it actually gets quite a few of them more or less dead on. Like, like the, you know, obviously there's a sort of rough equivalence between five wound wizards all across the game and stuff like that. Um, and then some of them, it'll be like, whoa, I would have expected this model to be way more expensive given what it looks like. And then you can say, and often that correlates with, with um, models that work well. And I think the reason for that is probably quite simple, which is that you start with this block of stats for your unit, mm -hmm. which, you know, you're like, okay, it's got three wounds, a four plus save, six up wounds, it has a champion who has an extra attack. You're like, okay, that's a hundred point unit. And there are a hundred point units across the board. Mm -hmm. And then you do something where you give them a special rule. And sometimes that's probably easy, like, you know, plus one attack. And you're like, maybe that's worth so many points. But when you give them a rule like, um, well, Marathi is a great example, right? You're like, mm -hmm. Marathi, she's a monster with... 12 wounds, a 4-up save, she moves this far, she does this much damage. So that puts her to a baseline, 300 points. And then you're like, how many points is is it worth that she the can't fly. die in one it turn? Like yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I was, yeah. So the fly, I agree, is probably one where they're like, yeah, that's worth this many points, that gets added on. But then you're going to come to some rules where you just have to make a judgment call. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no way to mathematically quantify how much not dying in one turn is worth. No other unit in the game has it, and... She, yet, it's like it. it's yeah yet and it's super powerful and you can also you know what do you seraphon obviously come out with bound endless spells and they can get around it and heavy magic army gets and zinch have a lot of endless spells so someone has to make a call and the players when they start playing these books will be like i think the special the sort of the the units that have gotten the best value for those special rules that cost x amount of points are these you know like morsar guard in um in Deepkin, you're like, mm. how many points is the once per game zap worth? Yeah. I don't know. Like, how many points is it worth that you only get a lot of your damage when you charge? Like, that that can be a hard benefit uh, to analyze because you know it's like it also will work more if you're a better player. You know, does it take skill. does it take like battle line and artillery and that? No, no. That? I should add that. I should add that because that is reasonably important as well for how good yeah, like the same, like you say, yeah. limitations as well. Like four, mm -hmm. you're only allowed four behemoths. So when yeah. you say that, I get, like I, I was actually looking today because obviously when we we're building this list, I was looking this morning. I was like, lens of refraction when it came out was classified as one of the most broken items in the game. Is that because the D3 reduced D3 spe spell yeah. damage? Yeah. Yes. Reduced damage, yeah, by spells. But then they changed it to once per game. Uh huh. Do you think when it was written and when it was played with rules that Obviously, New Zinch was out, New Seraphon was out, New Cities was out. Like, no offense, most are. I would laugh at a Cities army that, like, the kind of first one that happened, the Hollow Heart, where it chucked 100 spells at you and then tried to shoot you. Because cause the spells that they shot at you killed all your heroes, you weren't able to support yeah. units that got shot off. But think about that now, where you'd be able to just go, yeah, I'll ignore over well, half. The, in, but, but, but the thing, you know what I think about that is, like, that once per game is a big chunk of time in mm -hmm. Warhammer. So like I think if you were playing against Hallowheart and you were like, okay, once per game. So if you say I'm gonna deploy so I can't get zapped yeah. on turn one, then you're like, really, you're only gonna get zapped on turn two. Mm -hmm. And if you can once per game ignore it then, and then you win priority into three, like you can have, have that the sort of the lens of refraction is effectively as good as it was when it worked every time. So yeah. I think it's funny that it's I think. It's hard with items like that. It reminds me actually of uh, Null Myriad in yeah. Bone Reapers, where people are like, if I was playing against Zinch, it'd be really good. And it's like, 
even against Zinch, I'd still probably not, rather be... Again, unfortunately, it's not the magic that kills you. Is the yeah, it's not... With cities now, fun, right? Yeah. Like, with cities, it's like, yeah, it's bad to get all your heroes killed by magic, but it's worse to get your whole army shot off the board. Mm. So it, I think a lot of times the issue with these sort of tech pieces is just that they're too specific. So even well, I was, I was, because I was the other list I was looking at writing this one was blister skin, and I was thinking, oh yeah, I was like, so blister skin has the minus to shoot, yep, built in. I was like, unfortunately, to to make the terror guy survival, you have to unfortunately give it griff feather charm because uh-huh. it's minus two to yeah. shoot in. Yeah, but I was thinking, I was like. Could you give it Mirror Curas to give it another 5-up mortal save? Or would Lens of Refraction actually, would once per game your entire army sitting as a bob after turn 1, being immune to magic for 1? Uh, but it's only it's not once per game per turn. It's not once per game, uh, once per hero phase, and that's it. It's one one use only, so it only stops yeah, one like spell. spell. That's oh, it only stops one spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Okay, that is bad. Like, is it, like I agree with you. If it went, if you yeah, went I thought it was one and it was one phase. If it was I'd, till your next hero phase, yeah, 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 once, that'd be fine. That's well, even the problem with the next hero phase is that you could double, t- you could get double, t- <laughs> and you'd be like, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that adds good good counterplay. I think we want to see more mechanics in the game that reward giving away priority. What's it? Yeah, thinking as well. That's the point. They brought in endless spells that went, oh, yeah, is the, the turn priority thing, and then they went, well, here's bound ones, and well, uh, I, this I army's immune is, to them. The impact of, of endless spells just wasn't like you're like, would I rather have my unit be minus one to hit or dead? Mm. Like a lot of the times, and I think I think they are cool, and often they do. And I've seen multiple games where people have reversed their priority decision after their opponents like, oh, you're taking the turn, okay, I'll kill your hero, your general with Geminids, and they're like, wait, wait, wait. Um, but so I think they are good. I just like to see, and I'd like to see this in the battle plans as well, because I think right now a lot of battle plans. The battle just, plans are too dull. They're too well, simple. I, They're just too much. Like, all right, I'll just shoot you off that objective. I've holded mine longer. I win. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. And if you win, uh, like, it, and if you win priority, you're just like, yeah, yeah. I can just sit here and like. Um, end of battle round might be the. Like, yeah, I, I think it's hard. Does, end of battle I, round. I think or it's hard. Start they, battle round. Right, they tried to do it in relocation orb where they said, look, if you're going first, you get less points. Yeah. Which, the problem is, is it moves. Yeah. <laughs> if it didn't, reloc- I actually think if that objective didn't move, well, it yeah, would have end. It was like there was two of them. I think it would have been totally fine. Like. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's a good. I, like, if you imagine that, say, you suddenly went up from scoring like one to five objectives per game and they sort of. Mm doubled it and they say you're normally scoring 10 and they did something like saying look you score two points for holding an objective in general but mm. you score three points if you're going second in the battle round yeah. so it's slightly better well 50 percent better to to go second and that's just sort of that's the g- generic rule for mm. missions is it then gives you like it then makes the priority role just a little bit more of a decision to make because obviously if nothing changed priority you just want to take your often going to want to take it to finish out a game because mm. you'll be like right now i get the mathematical win if i take priority whereas it would be cooler if you're like well i get the mathematical win if i give away priority but i have to survive mm. and that employs like like that encourages giving it's away only certain priority. again only certain armies can survive now. yeah i, I, like, I, I agree you, so you don't can't, you can't give a double turn to a lot of armies because mm. you won't have an army left just because yeah. 
But again, it's because the hero phase is now so strong and then so is the shooting phase. They've kind of taken it away from combat because combat yeah. went to more grind again, mm. which is like fire slayers and moch at guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, every other army doesn't really care about combat. Like, eels will come in and kill you in a combat phase. But yeah, yeah. that's what they should do and they, sh- they should then run off. That's why I actually like with the elf system that both elf armies get better as the game goes on if that makes sense because mm-hmm. but dock are the same they get better on turn three yeah. same as what uh it's just yeah. a shame that uh the way the game is the moment where like your opponent can just have a really it doesn't even have to be hot it's just even above average shooting yeah, you yeah, yeah. can have half mm-hmm. half your army or a shooting it's, phase I, th- I think it's always just going to be a thing where it moves over and over and under like where, like where the sort of met, uh, hypothetical perfect position is. Because we saw when there was no shooting in the game, we really did see like... I remember people were talking about a shooting meta from when Nagash became good. And it just wasn't possible because there weren't good shooting units. You know, Feck yeah. came into the meta and everyone was like, oh, it's going to be shooting now that takes them out. But yeah. they're just... They're, you couldn't the only, play the only army, army that was Stormcast. Good. Yeah. The only and they, army was Stormcast, but and it was still hit or miss. To compete no, it was so hit or miss, in the yeah. field. Yeah, exactly. Um and so, like, and that now what we've seen is they've added a bunch of good shooting units in, and it's maybe swung a bit too far the other way. But mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's always going to be a state of the game where you're like, I wish there was more shooting, or I wish there was less shooting. You know, like, or the, the meta will always just sort of be adapting and be capitalizing on what's best. So mm-hmm. you sort of, you're sort of rolling. And I don't think we've been in a shooting meta for a very long time. So I think it's just, the, I, just I think it's just the armies that shoot are so like teeth to the curb sort of shooting it's not yeah, yeah, like yeah. they do shooting better than you it's what they do is they take yeah. half your off every turn yeah which, which if feels by bad. chance you're alive but if by chance you're alive all of a sudden they're so fragile like it, mm-hmm. i think like yeah. even even cities where they're able to shoot you when you charge them things like that like that should maybe be like overwatch where it's only on sixes or something which would be fair but being able to just double tap 30 handgunner is it crossbowmen or handgunners that get yeah. to do that but not a lot of units except like fire slayers or mortar guard can survive charging yeah. to that uh, uh, absolutely. Sort of thing. One, one thing i've always wanted to see in aos is a little bit more diversity in battlefield roles so mm-hmm. like because shooting right now is just the same as melee but you do it from 18 inches away yeah i'd sort of like to see more rules of like look shooting is really good versus monsters yeah. But not really not good against infantry, yeah. or or even if it did, if it if it was sort of tended to be almost more like magic, like you were like, okay, look, if you do get shot by all these archers, you take a little bit of damage and your movement is halved. You know, or weapon like, type change, it's like yeah, yeah, salt heavy, like all like yeah, if they move their minus one to hit automatically, exactly. or like how eighth edition used to be, if they're over half range, your mm-hmm. minus one hit because you cut your gun. Your crossbow's not designed to go yeah, bang yeah, on yeah. 24 inches every time. Yeah, uh, exactly. They're just more, just just a little bit more diversity. And I also appreciate that we one thing we love about AOS is it's got a simple rule set. So it's just a balance of those things. But I'd like to see more of like I don't, you don't just take crossbows because they're the most, they're the best damage per point in the whole book, regardless of whether it's shooting or melee. And more like, oh, I need shooting because I want to be able to deal with these types of in-game situations, not just. I just pick whatever hits on twos. 
Also, like, look at that. I, like, I've switched to Nurgle, and you look at, like, playing bidders that get yeah. minus one to be shot when there's ten of them. If mm. they're 20 or more, they're minus two. Yeah. But that gets completely ignored, like, when you verse them against Flamers, who get the bonus yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. way. Uh, or, like, all right, they're then at standard. They're hitting four, at their normal yeah. rate. But still, but it's still four. The normal rate's still just two. If they were hitting on then, if they're all of a sudden hitting on fives or sixes because they weren't getting the bonuses to shoot. Yeah. Again, that, would, that for me would be a thing again i think that would be cool to see with flamers because i i think it makes sense that you're like oh well they're these flamethrower things so the more you are the more you get hit but if it went all the way from six to even automatic so i'd rather just, just i'd rather they just got reroll ones to reroll ones to hit if you're 10 or more if you're 20 or more reroll ones and twos or or just reroll hits it wouldn't well, bother me that way yeah 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 i find twos to hit reroll and ones is just too powerful yeah yeah that's that's that, that 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 is too strong but like i'd go I'd go even further and just say, again, because I just like this battlefield specialization. I'd love to see that if it was flamers only hit on sixes and that mm-hmm. they get plus one to hit for each, you know, 10 models in the unit. So when you do bring blocks of forward, if you are expecting to see blocks of 40, that's when you bring nine flamers in a unit because then they are twos and twos. Yeah. But you don't just stack flamers because, again, as you say, the worst case for your flamers is that they're threes and twos because they get plus one from the exalted. Yeah. So, but they're also the problem is is their battle line. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I, 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 it's I think that's still a I, I don't like things getting battle line f because well it's definitely hard. when it's I, I definitely it's, when the, there's no crutch to doing it because they're mm-hmm. like I understand yeah. when you're forced then to like say with them it would be to make an exalt exalt flamer's not a hero anymore but they had to make a burning chariot their general like that would yeah. make sense. but just because they're allowed to go congregation of flame they're all of a sudden all battle line. I, th- I think what's hard of. is that flamers just came from a place of unplayable, and so yeah. it, then they get multiple buffs to make them playable, and they happen to come together to be so strong. Because there's stuff like you know you can take burning chariots, out of, maybe you can't anymore, but in the old book you could take burning chariots as battle line if yeah. you took a burning chariot general, and yeah. no one ever did it. But it would be uh-huh. well like competitively, but it would be cool, and I think that is a cool thing, and it's cool to see in the game where units that aren't being played by themselves get played mm-hmm. as a battle line if or as part of a battalion but the yeah. problem comes when it's both the unit you want to play and you can get it as battle line or it fits in your battalion too well yeah to you know it's the same with change host it's exactly what you want to bring yeah that's it yeah if it forced you to be if it was like one to two pink horror units and then it was one to two blue horror units or well okay that's well, yeah, if it made you take... like two to units two yeah. units of screamers at least yeah yeah yeah. two yeah. chariots at least things like that that's that's a problem i think because the old corn ones and that are all like that where they force you to take different units mm-hmm. while it seems that like you say zeech just got left to their own devices of yeah just mix and match and then like even like like you looking back at nurgle ones like nurgle ones was one to three units of plague bearers, one to three units of beasts of Nurgle, mm-hmm. one to three units of plague drones, and a yeah. great uncle. You can only fit one great uncle one. Obviously, I think yours is the same, but yeah. even the corn ones can take like three to four uh, bloodthirsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. It's again, I think battalions and battle line F are a cool way to bring war scrolls that aren't too powerful into lists that we see on the tabletop. Mm. But you, it's you, oftentimes they are. But they just get overshadowed by the good you know, stuff. By the good stuff. Like it, it's again, gamers have a tendency to be how you know if you're not first, you're last. You're just like there are lots of viable zinch lists in the book, and we <laughs> have not seen half of them. No, 
The, okay. Again, I still I still think this is Angor and Acolyte list. Obviously, it's not going to be putting people's teeth to the curb as much as what the demon stuff is, but it's. Well, uh, this this brings us on <laughs> this actually to our uh, some of our questions. So I'm going to go into them because Zinch Zinch is 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 giving us the willies. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about who's giving us these questions. Um, okay. Well, you'll probably guess with a lot of them. So the first question is, will my 90 Acolyte list fail? <laughs> what what kind of, is it is it Kyric Acolytes? Is that what we're talking about? I'm imagining so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely not. I think it's a good, like, well, they get they still get a shooting attack, don't they? Or is that the formation? That yeah, no, they, yeah, they have a shooting attack. I think the formation gives them something better. Again, yeah, believe... I think they can shoot in the hero phase in the formation. That's it. Believe in yourself and in your vision. I think a big, a big... Thing that I've said multiple times is if you're the first person to bring a list to you know a tournament and no one's played against it, that already gives you a big advantage. It gives yeah. you two oh, yeah. like two advantages of one people don't know what it does and two people aren't as afraid of it. You know when people go play against Change House, they're like, oh my god, all right, here we go. I need to think about when they play against it. What like the Witchfire like, Coven is it? Yeah, they're is just that what like it's called. Uh, that's I think the either the formation or like the sub faction. Yeah, which fire coven? Yeah, and, I think and that's people, the formation that allows you to shoot in the hero phase. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And then, and if you've you you've suddenly got this advantage of where you, I practice my witch fire coven, and you've never practiced versus it, and you probably think it's a soft list because it is softer than the changers list, and you just you have a you know if you've got the practice games under your belt, you've got a big advantage there. And again, you might not beat the guy playing change host or or counter list, but also a lot of as Liam's exploring the the Zinch matchups, like a lot of your tournament results are going to depend on what matchups you get. So if you get oh, yeah. put into bad yeah. matchups, you're not going to win the tournament probably, um, no matter what army you're playing. And if you get put into good matchups, you have a much better chance. So if you bring your 90 acolyte list and you get good matchups and you know and you practice your list, you can just you know you can run away with it. So now I'm going to ask you the question again, but I'm going to tell you who sent it. So it was Mr. Harper. Oh, yeah, no. It's over. <laughs> oh, it's John. Yeah, John's not doing it. Yeah. Sorry, Anyone John. else but John. No, yeah. I mean, I think, again, like Just also John has, played, John has played Zinch a lot. And there is a lot to be said for playing, even if yeah. you're playing different lists to keep it fresh. Like you play the faction, you learn the way the faction, yeah. you learn, like everybody knows what Destiny does do. And when you start playing, you understand that you can make a 12-inch charge with two sixes and stuff like that. But I think you play a while and you're like, it's really good being able to make a 7-inch charge with a unit with no hero nearby and be guaranteed not to fail it. You can you can use this stuff. So you play a lot of Zinch. When I, I played a doubles game with um, with John on his Zinch and he had his Gaunt Summoner back when it had a rule where if it stabbed you and rolled higher than your bravery, it automatically killed you. Great. And he was like, I'm going to go charge. He was like, should I charge that magma drop and try and kill it? And I was like, no. And then he did it. And then he rolled above the bravery. And he just instantly one shot the magma drop. And it's just like, you have the, you just have these experiences from playing the army for a long time. And you just use and abuse those versus your undertrained opponents. Yeah. <laughs> no, good luck to him. He has been working on it and he has been doing well with it. So, so it'd be good to see that. So next question, it, it was a question for Scott, um, and it was saying that during the lockdown, how do I get ridiculous amounts of toy soldiers delivered to my house without my partner seeing? No, <laughs> uh, Scott Stop can't tell door. you, Just because Scott, Scott's Just... buried beneath beneath his pile of toy soldiers. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the postman's been pushing him sandwiches through the door, so 
<laughs> he is eating. Um, but his battery went dead a long time ago. Um, but we're hoping that uh, he'll be out and about and he'll he'll be able to answer that next time. But yeah, stand by the door. <laughs> so, Everything lockbox. I'd say you just yeah. cut the grass every morning. <laughs> you'll get you'll get new stays curfew. You'll know what yeah. time he comes. Say, you know if it's half past eleven, he's not been there. He's no post today. That's how I do it. <laughs> okay, so how do we console ourselves if Northern Invasion doesn't go ahead this year? Uh it it will do in in one form. It won't be it won't be Norman Invasion Five, which was going to be an all singing, all dancing, big, big event, bigger oh, like yeah. with good stuff. Um, it'll be maybe a four point five, but if we're allowed to have tournaments, there'll be a tournament. Um, I can't imagine that we're possibly going to be having a fifty man event. Um, it's set, scheduled for September. No. Uh, I've been toying with it, and what I may do is. Um, a 20 man event on the Saturday and a 20 man on the Sunday. Uh, it'll just depend on distancing and how many people are allowed in a building. Um, but if there's a way, we'll do something. Um, play, play by mail. Yeah. No, I think I think if you stagger the tables so that it's two per row rather than four. Yeah. Um, and then you stagger it on the row behind you so that people are not directly behind you, and so that you're on tables one and three on row one. Um, yeah, and then, the, and then four the and six. Suits and they're fine. Uh, yeah, everybody can wear hazmat suits. We'll yeah. be fine. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, what I might do is rather than have a big two-day one, um, it depends on interest as well because some people might not be comfortable um, it's, going out. Much, as much as it is, it'll be more on what what is also available. The other side, like social sides and things as well, will be your yeah, big thing. Uh, uh, like is is like obviously they believe july pubs will still will will be open but they won't be open indoors they will be limited to how much people can be in them and yeah when we're always in sterling it's always busy anyway but you'd also maybe on that side sort of thing as well is would that, again that would that detract from a, a stew event sort of thing that's what i'm saying like, <laughs> uh, Wait, what you well, the, side is, the, the, the point is like see, like you say social yeah. having a laugh yeah. for a meal not at the end of the night sort of thing like is losing some parts of that for some people would that be too much to lose rather than i, w- I wouldn't be comfortable soldiers. going if i know john harper might turn up with 90 acolytes to yeah. blast me <laughs> off the table it might be the, it might be an event he wins there yeah. you go I'll turn, up, I'll, I'll turn it with my weird fist as well i'll yeah. get a game <laughs> you just instantly kill whatever his witchfire general is on turn one <laughs> Stu, you're just killing hobby everywhere. That's it. I'm the hobby killer. Okay, so uh, here we go. This one's one for folk. Um, we'll start with you, Liam. If you could choose three people to be in your household for gaming, who would they be and why? I'll give you two lists then, because obviously, like one side would be like magic and things, and then the other side would be like Warhammer and things like that. Because obviously, you need to get a bit of everything, don't you? So I'd have Grant, Grant, and Kevin. For obviously my magic side, I'll take Adam Martin as well because he plays magic. Huh. Then my Warhammer side would be Stu, Nathan, Scott because it'd be Northern Invasion. Had yeah. to be, you know what I mean? Uh, look at that. I get answer. some, I get some hard games against Nathan. I get some <laughs> middle games with Stu, and I get some carpet walks with Scott. You know? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get get the win. We'll cut this out in the in uh, post. What about yourself, JP? Uh, so three. I mean, I don't want anyone in my house. I'm just happy living by myself. Um, <laughs> Maybe just in your garden or something then. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Now is um 
I think it's just impossible to choose three people yeah. to, to, in my house. I just want to have a I I just want to have a rotating rotating. Uh, yeah. Left, I I would I would sacrifice being it like I would sort of cheat the system so I wouldn't choose, but I will have any sample of three people uh, down from Scotland because that because like even when we sort of have small events and stuff reopening up it's hard for me to drive the six hours up so i'll take a i'll take random any randomly selected visitors from scotland to come to my house and have some garden hammer oh you're too polite you're too polite well, <laughs> you're, you're... i can't think of anyone who i wouldn't want to come down oh to, that's nice to game with so i'd be happy with whoever's well whatever three people fit in a car down to leamington spa yeah, no, no. I don't know if we could. Yeah, well, we'd all be able to go in the same car, surely, if we were at the same house. No, that's good. Uh, and I, I don't know myself. It'd be, it'd be tricky. Um, uh, let me neck. Uh, I think you could, I think do, you could do it easy for you. You could just have Eric's badge. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, getting a good variety, like you say, in terms of something challenging something fun and something uh well no i never want to thump somebody (laughs) but yeah i think uh i think getting that dynamics the good one um so that it's yeah there's different levels also if scott comes he brings all these models with you so you've got like (laughs) unlimited access to armies you know oh there is that yes also for me it would depend because also i'd like to play with people like who maybe who don't talk a lot on the whatsapp group and like like Phil and Craig are like um, my like we need we need a Warhammer squad name almost because we we would always crash at Craig's place. I'd drive up to his and we but like I still I talk to them quite a lot. We play some games together. We've watched some battle reports and had some beers online. So like I don't need them to come to my house. You know what I mean? Because I'm already I'm already getting the goods. There's diminishing returns on actually physically seeing them. So that's it. You'd have to hear about Craig's whinging of his bad dice or. Choosing Sylvaneth as an army, you know, it's those decisions Look, he made. Craig, Craig, I think, somehow managed to collect every Slanesh player. Kind of like you did with Zinch. He was like, I'm playing Sylvaneth. I know they're not a top army, but they've got good game against everything except for Slanesh, where they get countered by Always Strikes Last and all being multi-wound, easily, like, like yeah. farmable depravity points. And every <laughs> tournament he went to, just like you were saying, he would manage to play at least one, if not two, um... Sylvana, uh to Slanesh. And I remember also he went to one event and he was he was gonna be playing against Grisselgore, which and I was like, Yeah, Grisselgore used to just farm Sylvaneth because mm-hmm. you just ASF and take him away. But I was like, they've removed you know, now you can charge the general and then he turned out he was playing against Grisselgore in uh Hish. Yeah, so still which, yeah. So he still just got absolutely yeah, he, he got he got you know, I don't think anyone making any questionable claims about how strong Sylvaneth were in general, but he got some terrible matchups with Sylvaneth. He he got he, I'm pretty sure he picked up the worst matchup, like the single worst matchup at every event he went to. He did manage to play it. <laughs> I, I think I'd go with uh with uh Scott, Adam Rawson, and uh, m- maybe maybe and uh, oh no, uh, Swaffield Martin. Martin's a, a great person to play against. He's a really nice guy. Never played Martin yet. No, no he's a really good, he's a really good bloke. Uh, I, so same with uh, Adam Rawson um, and and Scott as well. And I have a and I can have a good beer with all of them as well. I would have said Adam Turner, but I don't think I'd last a week or more than a day or two living with <laughs> I was Adam Turner. Just thinking that. 
and he was there initially and then a, the reality dawned on me that if i spent more than a he, couple he, of he nights would, he would dry out orkney oh, I, 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 I think i'd be dead it'd be over yeah and and yeah so uh, yeah there you go so it's it's a it's a uh, no thank you uh so yeah there's that one so okay so there's a few more um maybe for yourselves because they actually require sensible answers now are armies that can be predominantly built around long-range damage projection shooting in magic fundamentally bad for the game liam yeah we've kind of touched on this already yes in the last couple of things the the problem is is there's no downside for the armies right now that are playing them because, it's like the old Dwarven because they're fight, able, I suppose. Because they're able to... Rem- yeah, well, no, because that army couldn't win missions. It only won by taking stuff off, if that makes sense. Like, we've not had well, an army... I'm just talking about back in 8th, where yeah. it wasn't objective play. It wasn't... It just it wasn't actually, the worst one for that was the, the Empire, with the Light Council, where it just went... And then it had the cannons to back it up. It just had cannons that would shoot off your heroes... And then banishment four times at your face sort of thing. That's what it used to do, the same. Uh, what about you, JP? Um, I, I, not because I disagree with anything. I'm going to say no. They're not fundamentally bad for the game. Like, there's nothing wrong with having armies that are predominantly shooting any more than there are having predominantly melee. But it's a hard balance to get right. Because when shooting is... I think it's much better for the game when shooting is too weak than when shooting is too strong. Because when shooting is too strong, you can't you you there is this tendency for non games. If you're if you bring a gun line and you're like gun lines aren't that good right now, like sort of when people bring these stormcast shooting lists to tournaments, they're like, look, I don't expect to win the tournament because it's not that strong, but I can have some fun games. And your opponent feels like they have a good game because they know they're not playing against the super strongest list and they have ways to win because the shooting is not that powerful. Um, whereas I, I think that army example you said the stormcast one. Yep. The only reason that's not competitive is because of such high drops. I think the army would be fine if it was able to tell its opponent it's going first, so it has the chance to double turn someone. If it wasn't versus obviously another gunline or magic army that would take it off before it gets to do its thing, but a lot of armies wouldn't be able to survive. Like Iron Jaws, like Iron Jaws maybe are a bit too fast now, but say Moon Clan or Skaven or anything that don't have such a reach as they used to, because obviously a lot of their extreme range stuff got deteriorated from them i think i still think that stormcast list could do oh yeah to... i i think it's good and i think but that's what i mean i don't think it's causing problems in the game i mean no, ko no. we haven't we haven't fully seen the extent of ko yet because i think no. that's going to scale with how good people get at the armies but right now also, KO i don't think a lot of folk had the models a lot of folk didn't have yeah i agree, I agree. Uh, and they take forever to paint those bloody yeah. little they, shitty oh, they do. jesus honestly i, I, I told you they were uh, oh, build them easy, mod- painting them. Oh. Yeah, they've so got fiddly. a lot of little bits, bits and pieces on them. Um, right. There's just too much detail. It's actually one of those armies where I think they've they look great like, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Too much detail. I think I'll, either... I'll, we'll have to renegotiate Bryce when I send you this next 50 Arcanauts, will we? <laughs> <laughs> right. Here's the, next question. Right uh, here's the next question. I'm gonna have to go and refill my beer stash because i've drunk through it um i'll leave you to debate this one so what are your thoughts on the new elves that's part one and do you think ghb20 will bring more 40k mechanics over like command points so there you go i'll leave that with you to discuss while i get a new beer (laughs) 
Okay, Liam, take us, take us. Let's do elves first. So, what do you, what do you reckon on the new elves? I think, I think they'll be fine. I think uh, it's just, it's the cynic in me. I think <laughs> the folk that have play tested them will have a list that will come out, and it's just the way it always happens. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because like, obviously they've picked the book up first. They'll know what's worth it and what's not worth it, and then other folk will buy. There'll be folk that'll buy a bit of everything and paint it and have an army, but then they'll have they'll be the folk that'll build the thing that's just not fun to play against. If that makes sense. Well, I'm not sure. I definitely I definitely think we we mentioned it before with the first if you're not first you're last. Like there's always yeah. a list, right? Because I think a lot of people are like, look, I like playing Warhammer and I like going to tournaments and I like being competitive, but I'm not super. I don't want to read about armies all the time. So like. Mm-hmm. Tell me the top three lists that like top players are playing. I'll pick whichever of those is my favorite, yeah. and I'll and I'll run with that. I think honestly, I think from, some of them fold, still require less skill than what older lists have. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think I, it it jumps and it jumps up and down between books that if it's skill based to win or if it's just that list is just too good sort of thing. If that I makes think, sense. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely happens. But I think if we look at I think the KO book is a great example of a book that yeah. has a lot oh, yeah, of very jet. high. Like, it has yeah. a very very high powerful high value powerful like abilities in it, but is not at least not yet super oppressive to play. It's a high play ceiling. Again, yeah. look at yeah. old KO. Old KO were mental. Yeah. Where they just came down. They just took off your key things and then went your turn. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, development in terms of. Uh, like GW's rule design and being able to put in rules that aren't just like the old KO where it was like, look, you do just the, here's where the power is. You take as much as you can, you drop down and you just unload onto your opponent and just remove them from the table. Like there's now a lot of power in the new list. A lot of cool things the players can do, as you say, a high player skill ceiling without it being like, Oh, there's nothing I can do versus KO, at least from what I've played so far. And I think new elves you've seen, I don't know, right? Obviously something, all it takes is one unit to yeah. really warp, or one rule. But like we've seen the sort of always strike, yeah, yeah. More tech it's, guard. It's it's really it's more tech guard plus rerolling saves plus the interaction with plus one to save plus the fact that we've moved away from rerolling failed saves. Yeah. Because if it was only failed saves, it'd be then fine. It, yeah. it would be much more manageable. Again, that's so because because they could, they've thought a lot of people couldn't understand that, and then a lot of yeah. You're like, well, no, it's quite simple. It's You've just now changed when the modification happens. That's all. You're just changing what a modification is. And yeah, yeah. Still, again, they still haven't confirmed what a what a modification truly is. Uh, will always be the uh, the bugbear. Yeah. But like you say, yeah, changing from all from yeah all to all is is probably a an, a a mistake, or is that a far sight of reading yeah it, it yeah i think it's it's like right as we talked about before there's always going to be need to be a balance struck between you know this you know perfectly balanced game and um a uh like an easy to play game right because you mm-hmm. could balance the game very easily if you changed rolling d6s to d100s you'd be like yeah. mortec guard are too strong we'll take their save from 3.7 to 3.2 yeah. but like i don't want to play that game you know yeah. no one no one does so Obviously, that's an extreme example. So it's always just going to be striking a balance of GW being like, well, re-rolling failed saves slows the game down more than we think most people like. And it might just be a, a thing that is like, this is good for the whole 
Warhammer community. It's not the, uh, actually that good for, you know, the the competitive tournament goers. Most people probably listen to this podcast and stuff like that. Like, it actually makes the game as, like slightly more imbalanced for not enough easiness, but it's a good change for Warhammer as a whole, which benefits everybody. It's a lot easier to explain to people yeah. that are starting the exactly. game. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's always that issue of like, no, you take that negative afterwards. Yeah, so yeah. People are like, wait, nice. but you said, yeah, and and so it's just and the scene growing with more players is also a benefit to everybody who plays tournaments. So. I think that stuff is um, fine. So did you speak about the aesthetics of the new elves there? Uh, or were you just no. speaking about the mechanics? So what do you think about how they look? Some models are a hit or miss. I don't like the horses. I just don't think horses are Age of Sigmar anymore. Like, again, I think they could have just chose a better unit to give them, if that makes sense. I just think the horses look very plain. Like There is movement there, but it looks like it's a picture taken and that's it sort of thing rather than I could see the, the mountain bull things. Like I could see folk converting them where they're like absolute, like smashing rocks off the ground and things like that. And they look again, they look epic. Yeah. I don't think they're an elf unit. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for me, they, they, uh, they don't do it for me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I've always been like a, a Xenos player, you know, stuff that like I played night on all the, sort of spooky ghosts who are one of the, I think the best rangers ever I played Zinch like demons of Zinch I like sort of the non-humanoid stuff so elves I think I think they're like you know they still show a lot of the hallmarks of GW like making amazing miniatures and they're very clean and very crisp but aesthetically they're not like they're very they, they're like vanilla chic in that they're they're just like they're clean and classy and good-looking models. I but, saw someone talk about this. Yeah. So, like, the mountain bull guys. Think about if you just... Like, it's a, it's the same with the hammer guys that, that have got the helmet, and then they've got that extension on their helmet of the bull, like, symbol. Why wasn't it just the bull horns on their cheeks sort of thing or something to make them look a bit more chunky? But a lot of what we're saying, like, why did they put the bull, the mountain bull things? Why didn't they just make what Alarion's armor... Eltherion's armor is. Why didn't they just give that massive mountain a bigger version of his helmet, so it's kind of like a Wraith Knight sort of thing? I think it would have looked baller. Because <laughs> again, it would fit together. I just think there's a random Sphinx with Teclas, and then there's a random Bull here, and then there's this random unit that's on horses, and then there's this random unit with spears. This guy's got bows. This guy's have got Bull helmets. I, I, they don't look like they're from the same army. If that makes sense. Other than being elves, they don't look like they're from the same army compared to what other elf units have yeah. been previously. Because again, all Deepkin look Deepkin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't get mixed up and go, is that a Dark Elf model? or <laughs> uh, Sort of thing. Same with Dark Elf stuff. Even the old stuff, all of it looked together. Yeah, even coherent. High Elves. Even High Elves looked together. Yeah. White Lions were just guys with axes with line cloaks on their back. They weren't any different. They were just the same elf model. I, I just find that these units, you could have a whole army of that mountain guys and folk wouldn't know that's an army of elves, if that makes sense. I would, not, I would not go that's an elf army by looking at them. Yeah. Well, so before we go on to the GHB element of that question, because there's another one coming up. We've only got a couple, don't worry. Um, we've got another question here, which is, uh, probably for yourselves as well, which is how impactful will FAQ'd Seraphon be when competitive AOS returns? Probably not. So I don't think they'll get touched the way... Like, the but stuff... Yeah, yeah. 
the stuff that's a problem in that book haven't been what, touched by the FAQ. So what, so what does... Just, they'll just have yeah. to wait for next year's General's Handbook. Because I don't think they'll be changed now either. But what, what's the main problem in... What's the... In a nutshell, what's the main problem with the book? I'm, I'm trying to think back to... Is, well, the, the thing everyone's talking about is Yeah, strong, cheap shooting and uh, magic. Same thing, problem we've always had. The ability to teleport. The ability to... The, is it Razor Drones that get to shoot twice in a turn? So they, Yeah, but I, everything I've seen from Seraphon is just... Well, everything I've seen people complain about for Seraphon is uh, Salamanders. For me, I just... Like, I read into it a lot of it as um, pre... The house like, is on yeah, fire sort of thing. Yeah, but, yeah, well, yeah. well, people uh, can only take one army. So, I mean, if if they can't they can't rock up to an event with Zinch and Seraphon. Yeah, or, exactly. You, you know, so, so you're going to get these things going against each other in a way. I mean, do we need I, I, some other strong, strong But again, things? Seraphon have this stupidly innate ability that they hate demons and that's they've still got things like bastilodons that get better when they verse demons which again is good versus zinch but that really hurts armies like corn and nurgle that aren't the big guys like these those two books are then getting pushed further down the pile because this army has an innate ability to be good against them same idea when we get the new stormcast the new stormcast will hate chaos again because that's what they always do or do we think they'll verse someone else? Do we think they're going to be just more buff versus Nighthorn? Yeah. Just again, not... the problem like 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 Nighthorn is such a beautiful army as in kits and things like that. Like, was it just released at the wrong time? Is that well, why? I mean, I, people talk about how Nighthorn needs uh, like redirection and stuff. They got Legion of Grief, which is a great army book, which is also lots of what everyone was asking for, which was like. Yeah. I want more regen like the other death armies have. I want my, to keep my ghosts alive and stuff like that. So, like, I think Legion of Grief is effectively just new Nighthaunt. It's, mm. There's literally nothing you can take in night, like, nothing you have to leave behind. No. Um, and so... They, they just, unfortunately, Legion of Grief got hit by the same incident that happened to the rest of death, which was the points went up in last GHB, which nullified... Death as an army because it sure a, li- a it little up, but it put up it put up every unit they used rather than just putting up a few key units they went all right everything that's good's going up yeah like, well Grim, Grim, Grim Gas, Grimgas Grim Grim was a problem because it was it went up for everybody including yeah. Nighthorn but that's what I'm still, yeah yeah I think I think Legion of Grief um for an army that it resurrects um for an army that resurrects its its units wholesale like mm-hmm. repeatedly it's it, it reminds me a little bit of Deepkin and KO, where you're like, it has these really dangerous elements in it, right? Which is like, yeah, they're, okay, on, I they're on a knife point, like you yeah, said. They're exactly. so fragile. They can't take it back. They love to dish it out, but <laughs> can't take it. They definitely can't, a lot of the time, take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they're, like you say, their most survival unit before was Grimgasts. Mm-hmm. But again, it wasn't because Grimgasts were Grimgasts. It was just plus Nagash they were yeah the, yeah yeah exactly and plus everyone playing in realms and a lot a lot of this um a lot of these conflating factors as is often the case with any army mm. again when we talked about Gristlegore, it's like it's not only that they came out in and when not only how strong the book was and not only that they came out when there was no shooting but also they like when carrion empire came out for flesh eater courts and skaven it was the start of a new 
like yeah, that was the new push. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, and, that push. And so when Slanesh came out, who were better than Flesh Eater Quartz afterwards, like they didn't get as much, uh, didn't catch as much flame. I still think I still think the issues with them books matching up against each other was because of the way they said that interactions of always strikes first and always strikes oh, last. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I I'm, still think that's I still think that's probably the most detrimental thing that's happened. Because again, that's what made Sylvanef weaker. Because all of a sudden, that Truman Ancient's ability to stomp does nothing against half the armies because they go always strike yeah, first. Yeah, I think that was sort of an unfortunate, unforeseen consequence. That again suffered from the what's best and what's easiest because yeah. what you want it I think again there's a lot of this of like how would you play if you were playing with your mates rules where you'd be like always strikes first means I get to fight with this guy like old high tide you were like I just he fights first and they're like do yeah. I still get to reroll saves at the start of the phase you're like yeah of course you do like yeah. he's just the first man fighting no matter what yeah. and whereas oh. when you have to codify it into rules. You then have to start doing stuff, and you're like, okay, well, in order to keep the rule set consistent across the whole game, we have to say that, no, you can't reroll your saves first. Otherwise, we'd have to add, like, you know, do we want to change all the rules to be end of the charge phase? No, because then what happens is I charge my Gristlegore general. You don't say anything. We go to the combat phase, and you're like, wait, can I reroll my saves? And I'm like, sorry, you forgot. You know, again, like, not a lot of people would do that, but it's technically the rules would be, ah, no, sorry, you missed your chance. Choose. Yes, this is always the game, the conversation <laughs> yeah. I've had with what window do you wait for people to dispel or to confirm what they're doing and things like that. Like it's there's always these windows that are open, but how long do you actually let, like, like do you? I mean, again, like a lot of people yeah, take well, the wrong way. Like if I went, oh, that's a nine to cast. You were dispel and like, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's one of those. It's for, for me. I always air just after, like, I mean, yeah. uh, when I was playing Zinch, I had to um, multiple times be like, hey, do you want to change your deployment? Because, like, when we were, I mean, one was versus my favorite was versus David Jack, who, who I was like, did you deliberately leave a nine inch gap there on the edge of the board? And he was like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. And I was I'm like, fine. You know what change host does? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, let me tell you. And he was like, can I redeploy? I was like, yeah. So like, for me, that's never an issue because I'm always just like, maximally. I always just want to never catch my opponent out after I've already brought filth. But but I agree, it is still an issue. And also, in a really high stakes game where you're both under pressure, it can feel bad. It, like, because mm. maybe someone didn't forget. You know, if me and you were playing Liam and you forgot, I I would I would be like, I know you're a uh, a player who's good enough to remember so you don't need yeah. handouts but yeah. like it, it becomes a thing you know i have to think about it you have to think about it whereas if they make it as easy as possible it comes up less often yeah it does make sense but again i still think that should just be worded this unit fights before any other unit in the yeah, yeah 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 uh, like, because again, again, start 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 middle and ends have become such a problem uh with wording because then they went oh last counters first and things like that mm -hmm. so you, you could buff yourself at the start of the phase but because yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing went on afterwards it could then make you not have that buff anymore and you're like that makes no sense like again if the if the bull goes through you that makes you strike last how of a sudden yeah. are you all of a sudden striking first because of this wow. uh, and things like that that was probably just again it's not poor it's I think I think it's just also I think GW need to be mindful of um, 
how many people it affects, right? Because I think a lot of people probably do just play ASF as you go first. They probably don't do it before reroll saves, like a bunch of this stuff, because they're just like, I don't play at tournaments. I play with my friends, and we play the rules as as like as they probably never even like. There's a lot of people who probably never saw a reason to think about it because the rules make perfect sense playing them like. I definitely agree with you because the example is I think it's in the corn FAQ. They have the thing about. I believe that happened at the same time, which is obviously oh, yeah, the Bloodthirsters yeah. thing. Uh, pile and attack and pile and attack and, and yeah, things like yeah. that. They have it in there and then they explain in there that uh, that window's gone, so you can't do that anymore. Uh-huh. But in my opinion, that shouldn't be in the Corn's FAQ. That yeah, should, should be, be pulled into the yeah global one. Because again, why would I read the Corn FAQ? I don't play Corn. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, again, I think GW have a hard... Uh, they have to balance between the many different groups of players, right? Because lots of people that play are just going to be like, I don't play 2,000 points. I play the the start collecting that I bought versus my friend's start collecting that he bought. Yeah. And, like, we just want to make sure that we can have fun games. And also, and, and I think even in the cases where maybe the rules do have weird corner cases and stuff, they normally don't come up at tournaments either. It's pretty rare to actually run afoul of a rules ambiguity at a tournament in an important game, in an important position. No, it's normally measurements and things that cause the yeah, issues. Yeah, exactly. Else. Or was that dice a six? Was yeah, it I mean, yeah, like, like, you know, we'll talk uh, for ages about subphases, and then it's just like, how did all your models pile in seven inches? Yeah. Why have you got more models in that unit than those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so anyway we, we could go on forever but before we get on to the last question then just yeah. for yourself jp do you think that faq'd seraphon will be impactful uh yeah i think uh we'll see a slightly smaller impact just because hype will have worn off like a lot of people who were probably like oh my god i want to get seraphon and bring them to uh bobo are like well i'm not going to bobo and maybe that's my biggest tournament of the year so I'm not going to buy Seraphon. And then by the time, you know, maybe they'll get, you know, whatever, you know, Gargans, because that'll be closer to uh, their tournament. So I think they'll they'll be smaller just for that reason. Um, I think there's power there, definitely, in the Salamander list. Is it better than Zinch and OBR? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not convinced that the book as it is is going to... I don't think it's better maybe against those, but I think it... Yeah, but I think it's good it enough. Does, I think it's good it enough hurts the be... other armies that aren't as yeah, good as I, them. I, which it sounds the... to me like a high A-tier army or a low S-tier army. So, so to me, um, I mean, I have got the book. I'm just huh? a lazy, lazy man with little time. Well, I've got loads of time, but I just don't read. Uh, don't read my books as much as I should. Um, but when I bought a big Seraphon army a while ago and... Mm-hmm then decided to sell it it was just so many models and it's not one of those armies that you can suddenly just well i don't know if it's the same now if there's strong lists in there but Uh, before when i did it there was so much that you had to build and paint uh, or the list i'd built was and well i they're definitely i think for some of the lists that are like knights heavy there can it definitely feels like there can be a lot of models but yeah and those knights are not fun to paint either (laughs) And um, I don't know, I know what you do about bringing, like, the, I, I, again, part of the warping of TTS is people are like, I will bring uh, five units of 12 salamanders, which I guess yeah. is three salamanders in each unit or something. But, like, I don't know where you get salamanders. Like, no, uh, that's the thing the, with TTS. Is... miniature ones, I think they're using okay, at the yeah. moment. The, but, again, they're still 25, 30 quid for free. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like there is the problem is is what they'll do like what you were trying to do your uh, caddy and they'll just get like birds on their bases and. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean. But again, that's a problem. That's uh, that's a problem from again. That's a, like I said before with the my army wood elves being actual wood elf models. That that's the thing that bugs me. I don't mind people convert an army to make it look good and have a theme and things, but it's when it's taken to the other side of where it's to play the competitiveness format, where it's just yeah, yeah, I feel that. Uh, you saw it happen in like well again like speak a lot of it at the moment like 40k was when 8th edition dropped for them where folk were buying like heaps oh, of yeah. razor wing flock models and they had like a hundred of them on the table but they were just using like birds that were from like zombie games and things like that and just putting them on bases because uh, yeah it's, it's, I, I do agree that there is does seem to be a thing of like as you say I have no problem with people doing conversions and even if the conversions don't look that good like to me or whatever, or even if mm. just objectively not done very well. If someone's like, I thought it would be cool to have all pirate. Like I did, like my flesh eater. They're not converted, but I did my flesh eater court army. I was like, oh my god, I've got this really cool scheme that I think looks really cool on my throne. I painted on my whole army. Doesn't look very good on anything except for the throne. And and there it is. But like if I saw that's because you're not finished like, it, though. Yeah, well, really, yeah. It's uh, all done uh, to the same detail. Yeah, no, uh, agree, agree. It looks and, amazing. Uh, but. <laughs> thanks, but. But, like, I don't have a problem with – if I saw someone else playing my terror guys who's, like, half gold and half black and blue, I'd be like, that looks kind of trash. But if you you had a cool idea for how you wanted to do your hobby, and I have no problem with it. But as you say, it puts a bit of a worse taste in my mouth when someone's like, I wanted to bring 27 Skyfires, but I didn't want to have to buy any Skyfires, so I'm using my first farm goat. Or I'm just I'm just using Zangor <laughs> on thirty twos on top of a forty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm like I can't draw an objective line as to where the, where that's okay and where it's not, but it leaves a bad taste in my mouth when I think I think part of it is you're not admitting to you're sort of pulling the the curtain away and saying like, look, even if we're gonna play filth, we're gonna try and buy the actual models. You pay put, for it, yeah. You yeah, pay to play yeah. filth. That's that's yeah. always how I've been. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from buying it, I've always and put the effort into uh, actually modeling and painting yeah, them. Yeah, because you you were talking there about all these units of salamanders for the tournament scene. Not many people paint fast enough to to jump on the bandwagon fast mm. enough with That's a trick like that. Well, yeah, I suppose it does. Uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose good, it can. Yeah, it's good for dinosaur models. Yeah, but even so, it's still yeah. it's still quite an investment of time. Um, not even looking at the economics of it. It to to make an army and put the effort in to make it well for me I don't like putting something on the table that I'm not actually happy with and I yeah I, I, I don't play with unpainted models I don't play with models that uh, well apart from that bloody throne thing that I played with at, at my narrative thing and when I went down to Warlords just because I I painted it in a hotel the night mm-hmm. before the tournament and it 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 looks awful uh, that's the only time I've ever played a model that that I wasn't happy with, really. And uh, I think that a lot of people are like that. So even if yeah, they get an idea, it might take six months for them to actually build and paint the army and then get it on the table, at which point new filth's out. Um, I think, I think that's a big people, part of it. There's very few people who, who can mobilise fast enough uh, in terms of um, finances and, and time to get something on the table and then switch it out because they're probably the people who are playing the the top top level stuff at every event yeah Um, and i I think i think also a thing though is what you don't see 
in EOS is the top players, the top players tend to play top armies, but they don't tend to play every top army. Like, if no. you look at, like, the top players in Scotland, the, you know, you look at Lee, has he played Dord as a Cane, then he played Slaanesh before they got a new book and, in, and into the new book, and he played um, Zinch, but he hasn't played, like, you know, the in- he hasn't played, you, you, we haven't seen Lee on OBR, we didn't see Lee on Skaven or uh, Flesh Eater Courts. Like, you don't, te- we don't, I can't really think of any players who are playing at every event. You see them playing the newest top filth. You know what no. I mean? It yes. tend to play says when they come out. But. Yeah. Well, but he has had cities for a long time. Yeah. Like, and so I think it tends to be people. And, and the way I often, I think like I do, and I like to encourage people to build their lists and stuff is to say, look, all right, the, you know, what are models that I like? Okay, I like models from maybe these three factions. How how important is it? How competitive they are? Oh, it's quite important. I'd like to win. You're like, okay, well, pick the models and the faction that you like that has a competitive build and build something competitive around that. And mm. I think that's how a lot of people play competitively. They're like, oh, of the competitive armies, I do quite like this one, so I'm going to build their competitive list. More than people just being like, as far as I'm concerned, they're just bases, and I'm going to play whatever... Literally, if it's 10% better, I'm still going to swap armies and play that, you know? Yeah. Now, that's cool. Okay, so our last one was really just um, predictions for the GHB20. And do we think anything, um, any more 40k mechanics will come over? I'm not as fam- I'm not familiar enough with 40k to talk about that. I mean, the example given is command points. Any if we can sum it up to one thing each, well, any any go not, on that not wishes, point, maybe then. predictions. I think 40k is a way to change their command point system. Obviously, with 40k, yeah, they change how they gain them. So I don't think obviously they'll pull that over to us without testing the waters in the other game. If that makes sense, yeah, we don't use the same. Uh, if they took anything from 40k, what would they take? Uh, seize the initiative, probably. Would be a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would yeah. take away from these armies that one drop. The Deploy thing, on the I, line. thing yep. I would love the most for them to do is to stop battalions dropping as one drops. I think that would change the game so much. I think Change Host would lose its power if it was able if it had to drop as nine, for mm-hmm. example. But a lot of your themed lists would lose even more then. Well, yeah. The ones that really rely on I mean they're not ultra powerful but like, but like, name an army that uses a battalion then that reduces itself. The, uh, that uh, what's the Stormcast one that drops out of the sky? Gabriel oh, Slayer. Gabriel Slayers. That's eight units. It would still be less drops than Kit Change Host. I, th- uh, I think yeah, my old yeah. my old Legion and Knight army I think relied on that Death March formation. Yeah, Stormcast. Still, uh, the Death March is still only six units. Well, it it just made my it made my army four drop. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the, for, it, despite the formations that are units. the formations that are an issue, like like not Conan Rock anymore, but like Change Host or I think the, Seize the Initiative though would be Seize yeah. the Initiative would be a good the, option. A, yeah. a big thing I would like to see is just that if you are using formations to lower your drops, you have to drop them. As yes, a as a single drop. Yes, yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no nothing worse I'm, than I'm, some yeah, I'm, I'm your drops yeah. minus one. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I'd agree with that. I think that if you if you're doing it, you do it as yeah. a battalion. 
I think my my only prediction, which I think I'd like to see, and it's like a semi wish, semi prediction, would be we were talking earlier about the um uh, about the battle plans, the scenarios and whatnot, mm-hmm. and like, a few years ago, um the open war cards came out, and and I know that um 40k uses like a card mechanic for doing it but what i'd I'd quite like to see is that rather than us have books and books of pages of different things to mix things up a bit so that deployment might be different in each one and then the way objectives works might but rather than have us with just pages and pages and a table maybe have a some kind of something that makes it less I don't know, uh, less rigid in the, um, yeah, you might have a different deployment map and a different objective. Maybe not putting twist cards in and that sort of thing like they do. Um, but just having some more, I, I think we're getting to the stage where we've got so many different scenarios now. What are we up to, 18? If you talk about the... I still the, I still say you shouldn't use the core rulebook ones. Well, that's just it, they've uh, been updated since... I mean, they could turn around and say they're not used for match play. They're yeah. just used for um, they're just used for match play and whatever. I would, not match play, uh, open play and narrative. I'd love it if they took away realm items and realm uh, <laughs> escapes. I, like I for me, I think my my one thing, uh, which is sort of following on from yours, maybe Stu, is uh, I would like to see a little bit more fine grained scoring in battle plans. Kind of like like we have secondaries, but they're very small. But they're also so easy. Yeah, oft, or, or impossible. You know, some games you're just like, well, we spent the whole game fighting for the major, mm-hmm. and now we sort of turn over our cards at the end, and you got your secondary because it was keep your general alive. I didn't get mine because it was, you know, cast 18 spells uh, before the full moon or something. Kill something like, with a spell. Yeah, I yeah. With like, so I would like to see maybe if there was just a flat, like, if there were like three things that no matter what battle plan you were playing, you could get points for. You mean yeah. so first like, blood, kill yeah, the general, first blood, kill yeah, the general like, yeah, like, like like things like that, and, and, and it could be like secondaries where you pick them. So you're like my army, I do pick, uh, you know, have a unit in all four corners of the board, um, or something like that, and just something to again smooth out the effect of those games where it's like, okay, both of us, we only have one model left, but if he wins priority, he scores 25 points because of stacking objectives, and I can't possibly win, even though it feels like the game is close, but it mathematically just ends too fast. Because so, of the priority. So another thing then, 40k's ITC rules, they have it that per battle round, at the end of the battle round you work it. So you'd, you'd gain points in your turn of that turn. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the battle round, you would see who dominates those things. So like in your turn, you would gain gain points for how much objectives you hold. Yeah. Uh, you would gain a bonus point if you held more objectives than your opponent or if you stole an objective from your opponent. Nice. You would, uh, if you killed a unit, would be one. And then uh, if you killed more units than your opponent, and obviously that that kill more and yeah. hold more would be at the end of the battle round rather than uh, if that makes sense. The same with yeah. dominate would be like have units in every quarter uh, uh-huh. per turn, but have no enemy sort of thing and things like that. It's all these things that yeah. I think the problem is 40k is a lot faster. Units are a lot faster. Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah. say that now, but every army in their dog can deep strike or jump across the board. It, it's yeah. Uh, literally and their dog Griffhounds can run out of combat um Griffhounds but yeah, yeah no I would love that to come back I'm, I'm sure we're I'm sure we're gonna see it right I'm sure GW are learning a lot from 40k and EOS and we're seeing a lot of changes we're seeing EOS get more complicated because it used to be 
super, super simple. So we're seeing players get more tools put into their hands. And I don't know a lot about 40K, but I, assuming it's, I assume it's sort of the opposite effect in that they're taking stuff they've learned from EOS and also applying it there. And so yeah. I just assume both games... Well, are, they're, they're adding, they're adding they're a, com- a command phase uh, to their 40K. game. Yeah, which yeah. Have, so which I'm sure we're getting. I don't know what's happened in that phase yet. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm the for, the new 4Ks obviously came out. I'm gonna pick it up again and. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I I've never really actually even properly played it. Um, I played a bit. The Zinch in. He threw in the Zinch in JP. I don't know. I might. So play, you've already uh, got an army. Yeah, I mean that that is a glorious thing about playing Zinch. I might play. Um, uh, the new Necrons because they look so cool, but I but they might also just be way too popular. I think the poly, yeah. Well, I'm picking up some stuff at the moment on eBay and things like that just to have options. But again, the problem for Necrons is they're going to get a new book, and they're phasing out the Warriors with obviously the new kit. I don't know if they're phasing out anything else, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. I don't want to buy like 15 old destroyers for the Maltus and go, oh look at this cool new model. You know what I mean? Say so, unusual like. You want the newer version of something than the old. Uh... Yeah. Oh, Necrons have always been good. I always liked the Tyranids. I just yeah. loved them as armies in the past. And I like Thousand Suns, but I'm not too keen now since Space Marine. I don't like the whole new Primaris stuff and the way that stuff's kind of been evolving. The rubric change, yeah. So, no, I'm... Uh, yeah. Uh, I think if I was ever to go there, I'd, I'd go with... Um, I'd go with Tyranids and big big Griblies and Gene Steelers and I think yeah. I think that's a big example for is like Necron's becoming the big villain for next edition because ne- for them to be for a Xeno to be the big villain has been quite a while since they've been like the fa- like sort of the second face to the company. I think that's maybe the problem that Age of Sigmar 2.0 had is that Stormcast were one side and it was Night Haunt. I still think they should have just made it Nagash's book. Yeah. Do you think do you think if we didn't have this whole delay with things, we'd have been seeing a new Legion's book this year? No. I think Nurgle, Nurgle would have been before them. I, I well think, yeah, yeah. I still think I think well. Nurgle's a, a a hard thing to I, release. I think Nurgle is higher on the list, but it's I still, hard to release at this sort of current times anyway as well. Like yeah, you don't really yeah. want to be pushing I do think the Gargants and Elves would have been out before GHB. Yeah, uh, I think they'd be out. And then I think I think that they'd have been a new Legion's book. I, think I so. really do. I think Legion's does need the does need a new book. It's a good book, so? but I think I think that there is room. Or, or a Soulblight book. That's the other Gold thing. Light would be swag, but they need new models to yeah, do a new but so that, that would be the point. They'd be they'd be the one. Again, that's the point. Is GW have never so far released new models or replacement models for things that have been at all. They haven't released anything that's a replacement for an old model since we've played AOS, have they? No, I don't think so. So it's a keeper of secrets, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose. The, the, the yeah. greater demons. The but, greater uh, demons. But again, that was 40k and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah both sides at the same time. That I don't think you would see them go like, here's an update to all yeah. these, I don't know, or like you, you wouldn't see... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. 
spear chuckers and all that replaced for goblins because they're like, well, no, we don't want to. And then they just obviously phased them out of the the book, which was a shame. Um, I'm still get, I'm still trying to get over that. What? I, I, I honestly think if goblins had that, like if night night goblins had the access to still to doom divers and things, I think they would they would actually still be up a little tier if they stayed the way they were because they were good units. I I think I think uh, the biggest thing holding back uh, gets is just that people love them too much. I think if you got people who only cared about winning to play gets, yeah, you you could <laughs> see them jump up. Um, yeah, but you don't play gets if you that, care that's about I mean. winning. Yeah, like yeah. I, had, I took the goblins when I played gets. That's the Achilles like, heels, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's the Achilles heel, isn't it? You just play. It's an also their slow arm before, weren't they? I think that was the problem. Like they're just obviously an army, a lot of models, a lot of movement, yeah. a lot of dice that does very little quite often. Yeah, not a lot of killing, which a lot of folk don't like doing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Ah well. What would you so, want to see do in a real quick? What would you want to see in a new Legion book? What would I want to see? Um, I, I'd but like, I feel like to, the army's in a super good place right now. I, I'd like to see uh, Manfred. I'd like to see Manfred yeah. and Neff reborn and sure. uh, basically take a bit of umbrage at these false Mortarks coming about. <laughs> and uh, maybe, uh, I mean, Arkan's obviously gone back to being the gashes bitch and yeah. he's now got oh, Catacross and he's got he Lady Catacross as well. Yeah. I, I, th- I think that uh, I think that Neff and Manfred need to take a long hard look at themselves and at their own underlings. And would maybe you, uh, make a play for it themselves. Would you like and, to see another Mortark? I, I've never seen more than there's three, nine, but I still don't acknowledge them. Like Crowl still hasn't came back. Well, no, he'll die. But I'm assuming that his place as a Mortark is still a thing. I mean, I, I still think that if there is a Soul Blight side of thing, that's where Manfred and Neff sit together. Um, they're both, when it mm. comes down to it, the vampire Mortarks. Yeah. And you can basically reinvent those two, and you could have just a blood and a knight um, legions in one yeah. book, and they I can kind of awesome it could be like yeah. sub, subterfuge against. Oh um, God, well, it's uh, still un, under the fist of of Nagash, but I think, you, could, I, think you, I think you could go for the Great War between them, like uh, uh, them undermining Nagash. The point is, yeah, the it. point of the point of vampires is they're actually not dead; they're immortal. That's always been the thing. They actually aren't servants of Nagash, really. Like that's always what, like back in old. Because yeah. I was the same with uh, what was our face? What, who else was there? Because Nefera, there was another Tomb King character that was. Uh, was, uh, was she a vampire technically? She was a mummy. Yeah, it began with a K, didn't it? Oh, I can't remember. So yeah, everybody's going to know what we're talking yeah. Again, that's, like, again we, would a rise of, like, vamp, a, an awesome, you could do awesome vampire kits, let's be honest. Oh, like, va- big, yeah. big vampiric creatures on, like... Yeah, holy shit, are you kidding me? Uh, oh, vampire swarm. I'll pre-order it now. Things. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, 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 sell, I'd sell my dog. I also think you could also <laughs> give them servants of man. So, like... Obviously, there's always been like human stealer cults. Almost. Yeah, there's always yeah. humans that have served or worked. Yeah, you have like, yeah, you have if, the stuff. If, if you crossbowmen, it would give you vampire pirates. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be cool, and yeah, you'd have thralls and things like that who did the bidding by day. Um, Just who wanting to become immortal one day. And you could, also, yeah. Uh, for me, I think a cool thing is like 
GW have made some cool, unique rule sets. Like we saw OBR with their relentless discipline points and stuff like that. I'd love to see if they could make an army that was, and like you know what they did with more tribes where um, thingy can score. Uh, the monsters count as ten. Yeah. And and they gave Knights of the uh, Empty Throne the Varengard faction. They get that command ability where you roll a dice and every three plus means you don't count for an objective. And mm. so I'd love to see what they could do with an army that was really themed around the actual vampires, you know? So there's like lots of little mindless undead and human thralls. And then full these moon. huge vampire centers. Yeah, full moon. yeah, exactly. Yeah, only hit like, on sixes with shooting. All shooting's half range. You can only see units to be within 12 of you. Things yeah, like, like that would, a lot, just so or much natural cool. darkness, yeah. Natural, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the unnatural dark sort of thing. Uh, the seekers of night sort of thing and all that. Like yeah, you could, it'd be excellent. Like, uh, instead of deep striking, you've got infiltrating units again. Like yeah. units up after deployment, but they're and then they do things and all that. I yeah, just like like again, that's what a lot of okay, a lot of okay. Legion still gets a bad rep because folks think that command point ability to bring a unit back is crazy, but it's so it's e- so easily shut down though. Yeah, it's so it easy. really it's is not that good anymore. No. no, they were good ones. Yeah. Again, for that's just the way the game goes, is it? Like that's the point. Like just wait until Zinch get just wait until flavors yeah. Zinch to be like what Thunder Tusks are now, where they're mm. just dog meat. You know what I mean? Like it's. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, it, it, I've often said it about Flesh Eater Courts. Like, if you unnerfed um, Gristle Gore, it wouldn't be the best. Uh, it wouldn't be an S tier army. No. I think the Arch Region can come down again now. Yeah, me too. And maybe he will, like, in the future. Or maybe Flares will come down a little bit more. Who knows what? But, like, uh, it just, like, the meta just keeps going, right? And, like, I would actually, it's what I'd love most for Death Watch would be actually for them to switch it from free units of flares to one one to three i still think yeah, force you to have to have your all your units to be in that formation is just a downside of it sometimes like yeah, having yeah. forcing you to take three units when you you could take two you could take a nine a six and then you just uh-huh. have that 10 minute time ten man honestly what i'd like to see for flares would be I don't even know the mechanics for this but like i'd like them more like eels in that you can take three and that's a relevant choice yeah. I know that I know they do the regen thing, but maybe if they could do the regen thing in a different way, where it's like, look, when you have a dead unit of flares, you're mustering people, roll a dice, and on a five plus the unit comes back, or four, or you know they make the units are still bad, like flares still not very good at fighting, but they come, you know, if you bring three, they go, they fight, they die, and then they come back from the edge of the board, and then they are again. It's not huge impact, but it sort of gives yeah. a little bit of a different feel, a different bit of a theme to what's going on. Mm. What's your than hopes just then, uh, then obviously the general's handbook coming. What would be your hopes for points to get reduced or reduced? I'd to love go to up, see, like, uh, like uh, maybe an army. You play, Manfred, you... Manfred down <laughs> again. Man- is he at right sixty? Uh, I thought it was three forty. I think he just he, went down, didn't he? He did go down. He needs to keep coming down. Keep I coming down. honestly think you could put Manfred at two eighty. Black yeah. coach becomes a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I think that should be an like a I think again when you talk about armies of mount traits and things, the black coat yeah. should have a trait table. Oh, yeah. Every every unit every army should have a trait table. So the turtles should have had one for Deepkin. Yeah. Uh the cauldrons should have one for Doc. 
in or or the Avatar King statues or something, whatever you wanted to go with, and they just weren't able to be slightly different. Uh, just because it's so annoying when you see like an army like like again when Deep Flesh Eaters Courts came out, they just had this uh, unrelenting such a strong table. Obviously, you only chose two. There was only two choices, which was what minus two bravery or uh, gruesome bite. But you had such options, while yeah. other armies. More options is always just also more fun, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can like you say right into your fluff or something that mm. like uh, the cauldron on the doors of came one has more blood in it, which lets the prayer knife be covered in blood quicker, so it gets plus one to its prayer rolls or something. Yeah, or. It should just be mandatory that you roll on it before the game. Roll yeah, on that, the table. Yeah, I would like that. I, I don't think that's fun for either player. Oh, it is. It's loads of fun. I remember playing 8th edition I, I think, all the I time when you had to I roll your damn it. spells. Yeah, and you I, knew what you wanted. Oh, yeah. It was that, brilliant. I think, I, think it's, I think, though, it wouldn't fit now. Like, I played a game of five... To, uh, no, it was, it was my Mixed Death, the first list bot list, which is terrible. Mixed Death versus Seb Donnelly. Great guy, great player. Uh, his... KO all boats list mm-hmm. and we had an app neither army was good which made the game really fun because like it made me realize that in EOS when you're playing tuned lists the dice don't actually come into it like you can really fluff it you can be like I failed a re-rollable four inch charge right and I lost the game because of it but most of the time everything's happening that you expect and you're not so when you know when you get charged by 20 more tech guard you're not waiting to see what the roll is you're not you like, I, yeah, you're just like, now. they're going, like, I hope maybe one survives so that I can do something. But like, you really, you know, they're dead. When we were playing, it was like, I don't know, like, I charged a zombie dragon into a boat and did literally zero wounds to it. And then he shot, a, you know, another turn, he shot like three boats into my terror guys. And I somehow made my saves and survived. And it really made the game very fun. Mm. But I think if you introduce stuff like that into... Aos right now, where every other army is so reliable. Oh yeah, no, no. I think I think that if you were doing it, it'd have to be all the mount <laughs> traits tables yeah. or or all the spell, or all yeah, the yeah yeah. You'd introduce it that everywhere where it said either uh-huh. use or roll, you have you to, roll. to roll. So artifacts. You do that. Like, you yeah, do yeah. That info. You could go like next yeah. revision. You to, could put it in to, to yeah. thing. You could just go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be all fun. Of, yeah. Everything that says you choose, you now yeah. roll spells. Artifact, you can choose your round, you but you're going to roll on that table. Oh, you got to use scatter dice for all your shooting. Mm. <laughs> well, what's the point? You're not going to hit anyway because of the weather table. <laughs> right, anyway, uh, talking well, Northern Invasion, um, we had Gary on the time before last uh, from Dark Fantastic Mills. So those people who've managed to listen through, what, t- nearly two and a half hours of us wishlisting and theory <laughs> Um Go to Gary's website, um, that fantastic mills, and when you when you go through checkout, put in the code Northern Invasion 2020, and you get a bonus like a discount, and that's in addition to his sale discounts as well. So, I just bought myself a a a big shed load of um, uh, legions. Uh, scenery. He's got some really good firebase oh. stuff. It's I went the best on. Thing about being on table one is that scenery. Yeah, well, I, I went on actually to buy a load of uh, death scenery um, to complement my beast stuff. Uh, but then I just got pulled to the Legion stuff. And that really <laughs> has been the driver for me uh, painting this army as well, because it's it's on its way. And um, and so, yeah, and I, I took advantage of that discount as well. So so thanks to him for giving us that and for supporting our events and things. Uh, yeah. 
so go on and and he also does a painted option he'll probably curse me for this because I, <laughs> i'm a lazy bastard and i always have to have all my shit painted because if i'm gonna paint i'm gonna paint models i'm not gonna paint scenery and the fact that he does it painted for you as well i um, mean there's a price obviously but what do you yeah. value your time at so um, yeah yeah so so <laughs> yeah. give him a shout and if, if you do he's got some like say, straight, straight box it's ready to go like yeah as well. exactly uh, it's good quality and it looks great it's well painted and there's so many different themes you can really theme your tables and we saw that from our narrative event that we did earlier in the year uh before everybody got a disease and started dying <laughs> so yeah uh the only other thing i wanted to mention was rpgs which is another thing that i've been uh doing more since lockdown because discord um we've been doing a D campaign um up here uh we're starting the new aos soulbound campaign oh, yeah. uh and we're also doing the is it wrath and glory or something is it called mm-hmm. the 40k one we're about yeah. to start that as well so we had our first session of that this week um so that that's <laughs> can't go out and see people or do things so we're doing more of that so what i was thinking of doing it maybe on our next episode or but to do some kind of a review of the aos one at least because it's at least linked to what this podcast's all about in case people are interested uh but yeah well that that went on a little longer than i thought but thank you very much for joining us jp oh thank you for having me uh and it's really good to speak to you you're a you're a cheery man and you make the world a better place oh well <laughs> it's fun to be here on here with liam i don't i think the last couple times he uh I've I've just yeah. been on you know the lesser tier members. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a big privilege to have me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good to have you both. You obviously know your stuff, and you can you can talk about things that uh, at a different level. So no, that's good fun. And uh, and thank you to Brewdog. You know what I think we need? I think that uh, we need a Brewdog uh, jingle of some kind because I've I've what's the word? Uh, been drinking yeah i've been, drinking. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been... getting smashed oh man i can't even find the words no this is yeah. not the right time to start trying to reach out to a beer company and ask them to give us a jingle <laughs> no loyal that's the word loyal to, to Brewdog. <laughs> uh for many a year now many an episode so yeah we should play a jingle at the end but no we're gonna play uh an outro so uh, you picked the last one, actually, JP. So maybe oh, we should God, ask I, Liam. I always, I always just freeze when you ask me that question. I know. We're gonna ask Liam. What, what a song? Liam? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's high pressure, isn't it? Stu- both times you <laughs> sprung it on me, I was just like, oh God. Check my Spotify. Unless you'd like to uh, sing a Brewdog jingle instead. I was trying to think in my head. I was like, how much is that beer can in the window? Who's <laughs> the? Oh, that could be it. Let's go for uh, the drug in me is you reimagined falling in reverse. There you go. Wow, that's a lot of words. That is a lot of words, but I'm sure it's worth it. Well, thank you very much, folks. And it'll hopefully not be quite as long next time. And I hope to uh, see you at a table very soon. Yeah, me and all my Tuscord chariots. I'm going to be ready. Looking forward to it. Have you even bought one? Look, don't ask me all these spit, Then you used to get a good Nurgle list with them, the Nurgle yeah. formation. Because, yeah, because when they die, oh, yeah. Wounds. Yeah, the, yeah. But, mm-hmm. well, there the you trick go. is just to roll all sixes for the Jabba slides. Yeah. 
Well, just get a dice with sixes on every side. Oh, well, that's just my normal dice. Simple. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, thank you very much, folks. And I'll see you soon. Have a good night.
Dragon. In- 